Hello, listening people. Hello, listening people. <laughs> You're listening to Spin Polish Presents, and I'm Ryan, and I'm Bartek, and yes, we are listening to Spin Polish Presents unappreciated masterpieces. Why are we called Spin Polish? It's likingly because we're always spitting, and we both happen to be Polish. Isn't that right? Yep, we both speak Polish. No, <laughs> I didn't say that. We both happen to be Polish. Sorry, sorry. We both always spit, but I speak Polish. But we're both Polish. Yes. So yes, I'm Ryan Slowinski. And you're? Did I? Do we not do that? Yeah. I'm Bartek. No, last names, so that they can be confirmed listeners of Polish names, in case you be like, yeah, we're both Polish, and it's like, what's your last name, Bartek? Jones. <laughs> My full name is Bartłomiej Piotrkowski. I was born on May 30th, 1993, in the suburb of East Bentley. Jeez, Bartek, if you know if you're, a, you should know as a Polish person if you're captured by the enemy. You can only give them your name, rank, and serial number, but you give them your whole life story, you would. Jesus. So... I was born on a rainy night. <laughs> I actually was. The night was humid. So, on this show, what we do for unappreciated masterpieces is we find those forgotten gems, those wonderful pieces of cinema, those movies that... We remember in our lifetime, maybe some of these ones that we do on the show you may not have heard of, but most of the time these films are ones that are known, but they aren't appreciated. People don't always talk about them. People don't go, hey, you know, what's a f you never usually hear in a conversation, hey, you know what film I love? This film, you know, you always hear, you know, these are those films, the films that I think and that we think should be talked about more because... They are good films. None of these films are bad films. These are just films that haven't been given the love that they deserve. And Bartek, what is this unappreciated masterpiece that we're going to be doing an audio commentary for today? Ladies and gentlemen, this is probably our longest foreshadowed episode. Today we are doing Muy Psiacel Delfin. <laughs> um... I don't know. Uh, look, Bartek foreshadowed at the beginning of this that I do not speak Polish, and he does. So, as a little joke, he likes to speak Polish and embarrass me in front of who knows how many listeners. I do, because we can actually figure it out through the site. But, I do not speak Polish, so I don't know what what movie are we watching, Bartek? Mój Pshacho Delfin? It translates to My Friend Dolphin, but really, it's a localized title. It's actually Flipper! 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 Faster than lightning! <laughs> yes, we're watching the 1996 film Flipper with Elijah Wood. Yes, that's right, Elijah Wood. The kid from Back to the Future Part 2 who thought that you shouldn't be playing games that you use your hands because they're for babies. Y yep. <laughs> Fun fact, that was Elijah Wood and some other guy. And Paul Hogan. <laughs> and Paul Hogan as a kid, yeah. <laughs> and Paul Hogan's in this too. But on this show, we too cannot usually do it by ourselves. Every now and then we do, because we brave the murky waters of these films. But today we have a life raft to save us from the depths and quandaries and mysteries and intrigues of Flipper. And who is that guest? Bartek. Ladies and gentlemen, you may remember that we have mentioned Flipper before on this show. Way back in episode one, we talked about how Big Fat Liar was on the same DVD box as Flipper. Flipper. 
That is how this episode is the longest foreshadowed. So who better to have on this episode than the same dude that we found for Big Fat Liar? Laddies and gentlemen, Will Brooks. Hello, listening people. Hi. I'm not Polish, but there may be some spitting. We'll have to see. <laughs> what are you? Uh, let's just say Australian. He's Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian. Yes. So, Will is a Hawaiian guest. He's Will Brooks, you know. Brooks, I imagine, there in Hawaii, uh, amongst the rest of the things. So, Will, are you happy to be here for Flipper? I'd say yes. I'd say yes. <laughs> He'd say yes, but he's not going to. He's not going to say yes, but he would say it if he could. So... Flipper, um, now guys, before we get straight into the watery mess of loveliness that this is, does anyone here have a personal attachment to Flipper? Um, in episode one, when I saw it on the box, I thought, that looks nice. That's his personal attachment. What about you, Will? Do you have a personal attachment to this movie? I had actually seen this film as a kid, but it was so long ago that my memories of it were just incredibly murky and I didn't really remember much of it. My mum loves Slipper, but not this one, the old <laughs> Not this one, not this one. Jesus. We were three when this movie must have come out. Yeah, yep. so, so, okay, I don't have an attachment to this film either. I only watched it last night for the first time because we had foreshadowed it for so long and it was came in a double pack with Big Fat Liar and if anything comes up with Big Fat Liar, it must be good. And uh, it was. Um, but do we have a personal attachment to anything else other than this movie with Flipper? Because Flipper's a diverse thing. It's, it's transcended from a TV show originally, and it's been adapted in many other ways. Are we, are we attached to the world and character of Flipper? The franchise, the series? Yeah. I'd heard the song before, but otherwise not so much, no. What about you, Will? Uh, well, like I said, my mom really, really likes Flipper and Dolphins, but um, so he inherited my cup of tea. So my f- attachment to Flipper, I do believe it was Flipper, was there was an animated kids show during the two thousands, mid two thousands of Flipper, and it was always on Channel Seven, and it was like Flipper could talk English. And he was off on this near this Hawaiian kind of tropical island place, and the tribes people were like, you know, lived in like fucking teepees and shit, and <laughs> and the kid could somehow breathe underwater, and he would go to the um the Atlantis kind of uh, world of sea life, pretty much like a kingdom of the sea and flipper was like pretty much a knight and the villain was an evil octopus who used to be the king and then he got kicked out and he had like electric eel sidekicks <laughs> and, and that flipper show was my like real love for flipper and most of the time was dealing with like the idea of animals uh brutal creatures and you know like the idea that there can be no peace between the wild animals but every now and then they'll just chuck in also humans are dicks because then you find out like oh this island is just primitive in comparison to the real world because then you get real world like western characters that come in on motorboats with machine guns and you're just like oh because a large portion of it you're thinking oh maybe this is not set now but it is so what review what would your rating be for Flip the animated series. Flip the animated series? 
I recommend that you check out Flipper, the 1996 movie, because that's what we're going to do right now. So get your copy of Flipper ready, guys, because we're going to start this bad boy in three, two, three, two, one, play. There we go. So, Flipper, uh, why do we know the song? I'm not sure, actually. I must have heard it on something. Maybe Fat Pizza or something? I don't know. Fat Pizza? (laughs) I don't know, they usually play songs <laughs> they randomly. They do Skippy. Yeah, I know they had Skippy, but well, I don't know. Well, well, Flipper is the water Skippy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, is, that, is, that is true. That is true. So, The Bubble Factory made this uh, classic film. So, I did a little bit of research on this movie. The director, uh, Al Shapiro, uh, directed another movie that was kind of Hollywood's introduction to Alicia Silverstone who was in Scooby-Doo 2, mm-hmm. Monsters Unleashed, a film called Crush. And unfortunately, Flipper was his, I do believe, his fourth uh, piece of work. And I do believe maybe his second feature-length film. And it's his last movie. I guess what I'm trying to say is when you make Flipper, you might as well retire. Because you can't, you can't go above Flipper. I mean... How do you beat yourself after that? You just you just hit your. It's like Orson Welles, you know, Citizen Kane. He he made he made Citizen Kane. Some people consider that a great movie, and he, he couldn't top himself. And you know, he kept trying to make films, and he ruined his life. But this guy, he just said, "I've made the Citizen Kane of dolphin movies. Might as well pack it in now." Didn't Orson Welles have a quote about Flipper? Uh, tell me. Tell me he's quite about Flipper. I'm pretty sure he must have. Uh, actually, no, he didn't. Are you sure? Are you, are you sure? That does sound like something that needs his... I was like, maybe there was something. What, what, what is it? Do tell us. I'm on the edge of my it seat. It was, um... Oh, I love Flipper. I wish I made it. <laughs> <laughs> I love your Orson Welles impersonation. I just love how he, he always wishes he made other films. <laughs> So, there's a few big names in this movie. One one is, of course, Flipper. Mm-hmm. But the other is uh, Elijah Wood is in this movie. Now, we all know Elijah Wood from his transcendent work in... Harry Potter. Oh, okay. I was, I was actually going to list a film he had done, which was, of course, Green Street Hooligans. But, you know, whatever. But I guess was he it, in that? Yes! <laughs> He was like the main dude. I haven't seen it. Well, you need to see Green Street Hooligans. I do. Uh, It's no Maniac with Elijah Wood or Wilfred, the American series. I'm kidding. I like Wilfred, the Australian series much better. But it it lacks Elijah Wood's... Do you know know Elijah Wood owns his own recording label? What does he record? I, Is it I, him I'm and not Michael? Sure which, I'm not sure which band. No, no, no. A recording label with his own studio and everything. I know, but does 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 he just employ other actors? Like, does he does he like produce the albums for Michael Sarah? Because <laughs> you know every now that he puts out an, like you know Michael Sarah right or whatever yeah. yeah he just randomly put out like a lounge jazz album out of nowhere and just never talked about it. Audience, we'll get to Michael Sarah within a few weeks. Maybe, if you're lucky. But for now, we're on 90s aesthetic Elijah Wood. So, <laughs> I really hope that this guy would be back in it more with his donkey. I, thought, I hoped that too. I hoped at least I'd see the donkey again. But Considering that he's like, what, one of the first lines? 
Yeah, I do believe he's a line in it. If if we're lucky. It yeah, it's the big house on the left. So, Will you're you're a, a flipper aficionado. <laughs> a well, flipper aficionado. He, he's got the genes of a flippinado. <laughs> yeah. I love it, it is a hereditary aficionado. Yeah. It's funny because dolphins are not fish, they are mammals. So that's a bit awkward. But Ryan, they live in the water and they look like big fish. Did it weird anyone else out that uh, Paul Hogan's house had a pentagram star on his door? Or is that just me reading too much into weird devil-looking demonic well, stars? He is Australian, you know how they are. Oh yeah, Paul Hogan's in this. Ryan, just because you're religiously intolerant to people who worship Satan oh. doesn't mean we all are. Jeez, well, you got me. You got me there. Oh, I feel like... Now I'm the fool. I wonder if Paul Hogan has a copy of Surf Ninjas. I reckon he would. So, guys, you you guys watched this last night, as did no, I. two nights ago. Ooh, la la, French boy. I don't know why you're French now. Get out of here. Spit in French. Spit in French. Um, tell me about your experience when watching this movie. Uh, Bartek, since you watched it two days ago, I'm going to go with Will first. Uh, Will, could you tell me your experience in, uh, about um, this movie? Bring yourself in. Bring well, yourself well, in. Well, 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 first off, I found it on YouTube in positively abysmal quality. <laughs> just horribly blurry. The first 30 minutes was off. And the sound was just just wretched. So I asked Bartek for a link to it. And he sent me to the site. I can't remember what it was called. But it worked Locker. pretty well. Yes, that's it. It did look a bit dodgy. Very dodgy. I kind of think I got... So dodgy, I think I got herpes from it, but <laughs> it did have the film in decent quality. Nothing else do you want to report on? Like, what, what was your experience with the film? Like, did you find it an easy watch or was it a really challenging watch? Like, were you having to stop it? At, like, did you have to stop it every now and then and think about what it's trying to say? Or was it one of those films where you could watch it smack in one go and then half an hour later you'd have to stop what you're doing and think about it? Um, I actually found it quite relaxing to watch. Nice island scenery. Nice. Pleasant. <laughs> it was a pleasant, pleasant watch for Will. I would say, I would say a pleasant watch. He could, he could tell us about his experience, well, this, but he won't. This is what he's here for, Ryan. We'll have, like, what, two hours? I found it relaxing. I found it relaxing, yeah. What about you, Bartek? Did you have any little uh, experience with this movie when you had to watch it for the show? Oh, well, I found it very charming. You know, I watched it and... I, you know, I was, you know, taking mental notes about things that I noticed, thing, twists, or, well, not twists, but, like, things that happened that I wasn't expecting or yeah. didn't know it was going in this direction. And you know what? It made it an interesting watch, too, because I was surprised at a few things. It wasn't like, oh, my God, I, this is the craziest thing ever, but it was enough yeah. for me to go, that wasn't what I was expecting, and it was good. It's good. I had a great experience when watching this. You know, I had a really crappy day, and I was really, really tired when I... But I'm like, oh, I have to watch Flipper. And I will be honest, I went in with the wrong attitude. I made it like, oh, I have to do it like as a task, as a chore for the show. I'm like, oh, I have to do it. If I don't do it tonight, <laughs> I'm not going to get time the next day to watch and blah, blah, blah. But then I, as soon as the three-minute intro of Nothing But Dolphins came on, I was in blissful heaven. Because this is the first movie where we've had dolphins. 
I do believe, as main characters at least. And I found it an enjoyable watch. I think what I like about this movie, this movie reminds me a lot of the film in our back catalogue of movies that we've done so far. It reminds me a lot of the film uh, Meet Dave in the way that its cinematography works and the way the editing and general kind of... I think what's really important is the tone of the movies are very similar. What I mean by tone is it's kind of like this is the tone to the movies. And remember, this is a good thing. It's just basically like a scene happens and then ends and then another scene happens and ends and stuff happens in those scenes. Like, you know, this is a scene... And you just watch it, and you you know it's like it's like a bunch of short stories, all self-contained scenes, but with an underlying theme underneath it all. You could say that's most films, but you know what I mean. Like for this particular film, it reminds me of the film Meet Dave, where it's just like scene to 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 scene credits end. You know, and that's a good thing because you know sometimes you need a movie that's just like you said, Will, just relaxing. It's a relaxing watch. You know, and of course, here's Hogan. Hogan? No, not uh, Hogan from Hogan's Heroes. Paul Hogan. Uh, is he um, the first... No, 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 sorry. I, I was going to ask, if he's, is he the first proper Australian character we've had on the show? And then I remembered we did Kangaroo Jack. So, so, but what do you guys think about Paul Hogan? Are you a fan? He's Crocodile Dundee, right? Yes. I think I must have seen Crocodile Dundee ages and ages ago, so I don't really remember it too well. I remember him being good in it, and I think it's one of the most popular Australian films of all time, right? Yep. Uh, but you don't know him for much else? You haven't watched much of his work? No, not really. You've never but... seen him as a comedian? Because he started out as a comedian for Australia? No, like I said, no, I haven't really known him, but I like him in this movie. He definitely is one of the more unique characters in it. He has a charm. Now, before definitely. I let you just jump in, Will, because I, I know you're teething at the, uh, teething for it, um, yeah, Paul Hogan, the Australian comedian, obviously, to begin with, he had his own show. Now, that gag that we saw just a moment ago where he sticks the toast, I mean the bread on the wall, and toasts it with a blowtorch is an old gag he used to do back in the 70s for a character that was himself uh, living with his, uh, like, a housemate and uh, blah, blah, and he would toast using a blowtorch. So I find it really unique that a big-budget Hollywood movie based on an old property using an actor like Paul Hogan actually allowed him to, you know, actually have a little fun and go, yeah, let's include this old gag from his back catalogue. I find that really interesting. No, no, Will, what what about you? Are you a Hogan fan? Um, I'm probably not as familiar with him as I should be, but I've liked everything I've seen him in. What have you seen? Not too much, but I've seen Crocodile D of Dundee quite a bit, because my mom's a big fan of that film too. Uh, what about Crocodile Dundee more. too? Oh, not as much, <laughs> but your, to an extent. Is your mom a fan of anything that isn't the original property because she doesn't seem to be a fan of this flipper remakes and adaptations oh no no she definitely watches the second one as well but not as much oh that's a tragedy maybe we'll do it on the show one day um so guys did you know who the antagonist was in this movie well it's built up the om there are like um two char- two beings that are sort of considered antagonists. Yeah. There's the guy on that ship there, the 
What's his name? Drew or Derek or something? Isn't it Dirk? Dirk, Dirk. that's it. Dirk. Which Dirk is, which Moran. Is, which is like a knife of some sort. Dirk or Dirk, a stand. Or a yeah. bladed weapon. And here he's got a gun. And also Scar. Scar, of course, is yeah, the Scar. bigger antagonist yeah, of the scene. He, he's built up a lot, but he only appears in two scenes. <laughs> yeah, beginning and end. Um, now, of course, the villain that you just mentioned, Dirk, is played by the actor Jonathan Banks who you may know from the TV show Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and Community. Uh, he is Mike Ehrmantraut in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And what uh, this show has really made me come to, guys, is the realisation that a lot of stars from the TV show Breaking Bad are in these movies. Yeah. And what it means is I'm glad that people... Other than ourselves, people who work in the industry, such as the people who work on Breaking Bad, whoever, you know, Breaking Bad's a great show, a real masterclass show, have the eye, you know what I mean? They have the same eye as we do, where they watch these kinds of movies and see people like Dirk and go, you know what, that guy's great. He should be one of our main characters on this Emmy Award-winning masterclass show. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very glad that we've watched these series of movies, and to know that big Hollywood executives and and writers and creators who make wonderful pieces of recognised work see people in unappreciated roles, such as Jonathan Banks, here right now, and go, we need to make sure that this guy gets recognised, and maybe... If they get recognised enough, people will go back to Flipper and watch it and go, yeah, I could see why they cast him in Breaking Bad. Well, and again on the topic of antagonists, does that mean that Scar was in Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah that was Shark Seed in Breaking Bad. Yeah? No. Okay. Was that yeah. Hammerhead at least? Obviously. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, there's that famous quote for Breaking Bad. It's like, I am, the, I, I am the danger. I am the one who knocks. He was talking about being a Hammerhead shark. He got inspired by Scar, uh, who got inspired by Scar in Lion King. Yeah, weird. Lion King only came out just a little time before this, right? It was around the same. It was like a year off, or like at most, I think. So weird. Two antagonists called Scar in such a short succession. And one of them, one of those movies, was very popular. Yeah, Flipper. Uh, <laughs> very influential scars. Yeah. So, Both guys, who's your favorite Scar? Oh, damn. Well, the one in this movie makes a funny noise when he's hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, as much as I do... Underwater. Underwater. And there's, like, <laughs> trivia on IMDb says sharks don't make noises. <laughs> Except for the chomps. Well, I think as much as we all, like, be prepared, I think... <laughs> has it beat out for the best song of all time. Yeah, Scar was pretty neat in Lion King. Voiced by Jeremy Irons, he killed Mufasa and was willing to kill Simba. But it's no Scar in Flipper just eating a dead seagull. I mean, that was pretty intense. I mean, I drew attached to that seagull. You know what I thought for a moment? Like, you know how we saw this guy leaving town? I thought that was really going to, like, tie back into something. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of does because you find out it's because the fishing's dried up. Because, spoiler alert, Dirk has poisoned the sea some you know he's poisoned the sea but i thought like you're gonna see more of how this town is a dying town but it seems pretty alive you know for a town that's oh here's will in the movie like if anyone was a character anyway if you're an actor will if you had to play any character don't tell me you wouldn't play marvin well 
That's not really fair. I wouldn't need to act. <laughs> we was you wearing a raincoat s- right now. You only need to say one word. Also, flip up. He also, says a lot of words. I know. I know. On this show, I bring up subtitles a fair bit. Yeah. Can I give you? Can I give you guys a mission? If you, if you see a capital D, could you let me know? Why? Because I think they've been replacing capital D's with capital O's. Oh, 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 okay. In Dirk and in Dam, they started with capital O. So was he Ork? Yeah, <laughs> yes, Ork. Tell me if you see a capital D. All right, Bartek wants us to search for the D. All right, so um, where were we? We were talking about Marvin. Yes, Marvin or Marv, they like to call him. So well, that D's not. That's not <laughs> that's a that's a lowercase D. Come on, okay, Will. So it's gotta Keep be the up capital. Oh, it's gotta right. be the capital. Look, Go. okay, so Marvin. I did a, I did two quizzes for this movie. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Got nine out of ten on both. One of them I can't remember what one of the questions I got wrong was. But there was one question in particular that kind of stood out, and it was related to Marvin. Mm. The question was, who was Marvin in this movie? And the answer is the correct answer is, you know, Kathy's son. There was yeah. another one that's like, uh, this girl right here's brother, oh, just yeah. a kid from the village. And then the fourth one, it was a very philosophical question, like, answer. It was, there was no Marv. <laughs> <laughs> so, there was no Marvin. I'm what if that answer was correct? Uh, I, I thought for a moment you're going to be like, it's a very philosophical answer. The answer would be... Aren't we all Marvin? <laughs> I love that's equally <laughs> There is no, you. there is no Marvin. There is no Marvin, and to be fair, you know he is a bizarre character. He on- correct me if I'm wrong. He only ever says flipper. No, he says other things. Does he? Uh, he yeah, does yeah. He say says he says a whole ton of words. You're just just fine. one word answers. No, it, it he takes has a sen- while for him he to has talk. sentences. He's like, hey, mom, look at me. That's a sentence he says later or something like that. Like, oh. he, when she's like, Marvin, and he's swimming with Flipper, and he's like, hey, Mom, look. I stand corrected, but he is... He's he, a, he's, he's very shy. He's very shy. His way of speaking is different, and what does the raincoat mean? Do, you, do you know what that... I, I don't know. It's what? Wet. Okay, I thought that... Okay, look, this is me. Am I the only one who thought there was going to be an explanation for why Marvin's so weird? Because the dad's not around, right? Like, his dad's not around because she's got the son, now she's dating Hogue, you know, who doesn't want to date him. But it's like the dad's obviously dead. That's my explanation. Did he die in an unfortunate rainstorm? And now Marv only wears raincoats? So, like, he died from, like, uh, uh, you know, he had, like, he died from the severe rain, and now Marv just wears nothing but raincoats in case it rains. It's like his safety precaution. I don't know. Like, like he died from pneumonia, maybe from the rain. No, he, he like the rain was like razor sharp and cut through his Acid skin. Acid rain. <laughs> oh, there were bullets. <laughs> ah, and you know who was shooting those bullets? Oh, Scar. Yeah, Scar. I was gonna say fucking Dirk, but Scar. He actually does have a Scar. I didn't no. see it on the initial watch. I didn't either. How about? Oh my god. He got killed by Scar, who, like, shot him when he's an old-fashioned gangster. And then, like, his dad, Marvin's dad, stabbed Scar and slashed him across the face. And that's how Scar became a Scar. And it's just like, ooh, chaos. Oh, wait a second. There was another sort of interesting question. Mm. The question was, were any animals harmed in the making of this film? Yes. 
The correct, the correct answer was no, apparently. <laughs> like, that was an interesting answer. <laughs> well, I didn't say the answers were interesting. I just thought that uh, the question was Would it be great if it was like, where any Adam was harmed in this movie? Yes, no, maybe, all of the above. And then, and then no, but my soul was hurt after watching it. Oh, it's finally what we all wanted, Will. A naked... Probably pushing 60-year-old Hogan. Washing dishes. Washing dishes with his toe. He's not pushing 60, right? That's unfair. He's probably pushing 50. Uh, and can we please talk about the pelican I was about roof? to say, we haven't mentioned the pelican <laughs> yet. Peter the pelican. Peter the pelican. He's introduced being given beer. The ultimate Australian way to introduce Ooh, any I look character. cool or what? See, no capital Ds, I'm telling you. No, it's like, he's like, ooh, I look cool. Like, he's saying, ooh, like, ooh, I like cool. So, does he look cool? Of course he does. Of course he fucking does. He likes the Beach Boys. Looks um, like he should be on Say by the Bell Hawaiian style. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Bartek used to do another podcast called Media Wars. Check it out. Um, but I started listening to it, Uh-oh. and even Bartek... Three years ago, four. four years ago, still talked about Saved by the Bell. Oh yeah, I did the first episode, didn't I? <laughs> first, second, and third. Really? Yep. Every episode is like, yeah. So, like, whatever. I know we're talking about the other one, but Bartek used to have to be the movie review guy, and I think the premise is, it was a bit unclear. But it's like you just talked about whatever movies you had seen since you last were on the yeah. episode, and each time he was like, oh, you know, like I watched. Saved by the Bell, uh, the Vegas, whatever. Wedding in Las Vegas. And you're like, but I won't talk about that one. And each week, you just like, I, I watched it recently. Did I? And I won't talk about it. And I'm just like, this is the most fascinating <laughs> thing ever. But I just like cock teasing us. Maybe one day we'll do an audio commentary and you can just blow your load all over us about it's Saved made for, by the Bell. It's a made-for-TV movie, though. Oh, fuck it, then. Well, so is it an unappreciated masterpiece? That's what really I, counts. I guess. So here's the horror movie scene. I love Will. Do you think that this movie we could re-edit it with music to make it a horror movie? Because I feel like this could be easily a horror movie. Well, like right now we're clearly watching it muted, so yeah, we could make it a horror movie. We can add in you know whatever music in our heads, and yeah. And you could add in horror sounds, but imagine you know how in those horror movie trailers where they have you know, creepy nursery rhymes, and it's always them, like, whispering it, and maybe, like, a group of people are whispering it, but they're out of order, like, you know, you know, they're, like, one person is, like, Mary had a little lamb, and then you hear another one, Mary. I think I know where you're going with yeah. this. and wouldn't it be great if you had a trailer, maybe, if they had a trailer, but they did the flipper song. Great minds think alike, Ryan. <laughs> and then, you know, you do the, what's the flipper song again? I can't remember. I only know the first line, flipper, flipper, faster than lightning. It's like, that's all you need. Flipper, flipper, faster than, and then when you're saying faster than, you just hear, like, someone else in the background going, <laughs> and it's like being a dolphin. It actually like, wasn't bad. <laughs> oh, I'm prepared. Your dolphin impression. <laughs> And just, like, you just hear that in the background, and then maybe, like, at the end, you just hear, like, an echoed blowhole noise, like, <laughs> and then it's like, you recut this as a horror movie, oh, wet and fart. you're just, like, <laughs> wet fart, and you just recut it, like, see, he's wearing a horror t-shirt, you're, like, you can imagine that, and you can, like, 
use a filter and make this really dark looking? Oh, I would watch the shit out of the... I, th- I think... Has you... there ever been a dolphin <laughs> horror movie? Have you not seen that? There's an episode of The Simpsons in which the dolphins turn psychotic. It's a Treehouse of Horror one. And the dolphins turn psychotic because they're like... You found out the dolphins used to live on the land and then man pushed them down to the sea. There was one like And that, they're like... Yeah. <laughs> they take over the whole town but that episode is the best because it has one of my favourite lines ever which is Lenny is in the ocean it's like Jaws and he goes huh alcohol and nighttime swimming what a winning combination <laughs> and it's just like and then he gets like pecked to death by dolphins because they don't bite they just like hit you with their noses and he gets like pecked to death which we see in this movie we Scott. do see this in this movie that <laughs> so there's an episode of Simpsons in which like what happens if the dolphins and they talk and they're like we hate the ocean have you ever been there down there it's cold and wet it's just like they make man go live in the ocean and they start living in the ocean and people like dying or whatever because we can't adapt but I just love there's that famous image of the Simpsons where they walk like Marge and Maggie are like looking around the town and it's like a haunted looking Springfield with dolphins standing on their tails. And it goes to, like, one dressed up, like, as a 1950s greaser, and he's just got a leather jacket on, and he's just, like, flipping a coin with his fin, and he's standing outside, like, standing right next to this hot rod. And I'm just like, that's one of the best images I've ever seen in my life. Someone wrote that, and someone wrote this. So, Flipper... Not an original content. This is, of course, adapted from the TV show. I didn't... I've never watched the TV show, so... I've watched the animated one, but uh, that was after this. It got heavily inspired by this. Not really, but yes. Why do you think they got Hoax? Was the original guy Australian? I think also the guy who played the original Sandy. He's actually in this movie as one of the bounty hunters. I read that, yeah. Uh, It's a nice bit of trivia. Nice bit of trivia. I know my shit. But why do you think they got hoaxed? Do you think it was because of Crocodile Dundee, or do you think they really needed an Australian character? Well, since you're familiar with him, I'll just ask the question. Is he? Does he usually play very eccentric, out of, you know, his element kind of characters? Like um, this? no. Well, he plays Crocodile Dundee characters in films. Like, he usually plays tough, macho Australian guys, you know, with the kind of hard as nails, but usually really relaxed and chill. Mm-hmm. Like, Crocodile Dundee could kill you, but he's too relaxed, you know? And this is a bit different for him, because unlike Crocodile Dundee, where he is out of his element, like, he's in a, he's a fish out of water, but he's too cool and relaxed to really give you the impression that he's out of his element, while in this, he is showing you as an actor that he is out of his element, the character. So I'd say no, not really. I'm usually used to... Paul Hogan's Crocodile Dundee facade, kind of that, I'm cool, relaxed, I'm a cool guy. Well, in this, he is a little bit daggy. Like, he doesn't know how to handle love. He doesn't know how to handle being a parent. He doesn't know how to handle being a fisherman who's not getting any fish. He's really out of his element. I'm glad that you asked that, because I really didn't think about how Paul Hogan is actually really trying something new in his career for this movie. Because, again, I... 
I have a vague idea of Crocodile Dundee having not seen it in forever. So I did have this idea that, oh yeah, he's just this crazy guy. And like, it starts off sort of that way. You know, he's like blowtorching bread. Mm. And he's really casual about everything. And he's got a pentagram on his house. <laughs> and yeah, so when he had these, you know, serious lines like that, the whole I'm a gentle soul by nature and all that kind of stuff. And later on where he's talking to Dirk and... Uh, he has this really good comeback to his I should teach you a lesson. Like I really thought that was a great yeah. line. Um, and yeah, so it like took my expectations, the sort of typecasting I had of him from my vague understanding of Crocodile Dundee and all the parodies I've seen, and it, it played with that. It said, no, this guy can act. This guy will be in Breaking Bad. It, it, it's all seriousness. It's a good performance. Yeah. It is a good performance. I wish Hogan was in Breaking Bad. I still haven't seen it. He needs... God, he chucked the he chucked oh, down. He went fuck it. He can fly. Um, have you ever seen a sea uh, a pelican eat a dog? Because I have. Uh, it's not a beautiful sight. I saw a video on YouTube once of a pelican that just scoops up a bunch of ducklings, <laughs> and that was um. What you got? I've got a mate who's a bit afraid of pelicans, actually. Everyone should be afraid. They're not very I nice. I saw this one movie where a pelican <laughs> what. Oh, sorry. You wanted to point out subtitles. Apparently, it'll cost you was spelt with an L instead of an I. What word? It. Oh, wait. Unt. Talk to me. <laughs> Unt. Talk like my father. There's no capital Ds in these <laughs> subtitles. You're right, Bartek. Yes. You're about to say something. I was saying that I did see a movie with a pelican in it where he scoops up a blue tang and a uh, clownfish to go find the clownfish's son. I do believe I've seen that movie. I think too. Jeffrey Rush played him, but he was that one was pretty that nice. That was the book thief, wasn't it? Yeah, finding the book thief. Finding the book thief. I can't wait for its sequel. Finding the book thief's person who helped finding the book the, thief. No, find just finding son. the book. I, I just book. remembered there there is a sort of horror movie about dolphins. Yeah, I've never seen it, but you know Orca, the one about the crazy Orca that killed that his his, his wife. Do orcas have wives? I guess they do. Gets killed by a fisherman, and then he goes on a rampage and murders all these people in this town. You know what this movie could have really benefited from being capital more D's. capital D's and subtitles, but being way more like Jaws Four, the Reve- what is it? Revenge. The revenge. The revenge. Where you could have just you know I feel like. Scar is the weaker villain out of the two. As much as I love him, he's not in it. Like, yeah. He's in it twice, once at the start, once at the end, just to remind you that he's there. I feel like maybe it could have been better that he was, like, sentient and him and Dirk were, like, a team, you know? Like, he's, like, so Scar. Like, Scar's, like, the boss and Dirk is being told to dump waste in the ocean by Scar so Scar can get, like, stronger from it. He's, like... Like, you imagine him oh, smoking... Bro- so it's kind of like not to bring another four Superman 4 with Nuclear Man. Yeah, and then Nuclear Man could come over. And they could both rattle it out. It's like Scar, Nuclear Man, and Dirk. And Scar from Lion King. And Scar from Lion King. And Mike from Breaking Bad. So... God, that was, a, that was an ominous hit of the table. It's Jaws. Jaws. That's, so, a, that's some horror music right there. <laughs> fun fact about this movie... Um, this movie came out in 1996, a really influential time for cinema. And, of course, Elijah Wood was not, like, you know, the first name off the rank for 
child actors. Of course, you had Macaulay Culkin and... Uh, Culkin. Culkin. Dalkin. Mac- Ryan, you'll get it one day, don't worry. Macaulay, Macaulay and um, Mara Wilson mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, yeah, Mara Wilson would have been right. And you had all these child actors. I don't think Elijah Wood was, like, right up there, was he? Like, I don't think he's, like, one of the... I actually forgot he was a kid actor, to be honest. I just knew that he... Look, I think it's because the biggest thing he's done is Lord of the Rings, and that's what he's going to be known for forever. We all know that he's going to be known as Frodo Baggins for the rest of his life. He could do many other great pieces, but it's always going to be that, because I think that's the one that introduced him to the world. Do you, Would you agree with that? That was a very, very iconic film, so it'll be remembered for ages. I mean, this movie, is it as good as Lord of the Rings? No, it's better. Uh, yeah. you know, Lord, Lord of the Rings took nine hours to tell one story, which was one guy and his mate walks from here to there. This movie is approximately, like, however long? Like, 90 minutes or so. Like 95. 95 minutes. And it tells a story about a kid who who moves from the city, I imagine... To this beach resort place because his mum hates him so much that she pays an Australian relative to look after him to get him off her hands. He goes from that to seeing dolphins get brutally murdered in front of him to them befriending a dolphin to surviving a wicked storm to feeding pelicans to now having to repair everything and now getting up to the my favorite part of the film which is him and flipper fondle around a bit and they almost make out underwater i noticed (laughs) it becomes a dolphin uh human erotica movie and then what my actual favorite part is is out of nowhere, he becomes a gangster and starts charging kids fish and money to witness Flipper, and then he starts smoking cigars. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, <laughs> and that's just only the first half of the movie, guys. Yeah, and you know, you notice he got slapped on the ass, and his shirt was immediately off. <laughs> it's just... I also was like, I wrote in my notes. Okay, okay, maybe I missed it. I'll catch that tomorrow if it was a continuity error or if, like, he flicked him so hard his shirt just came off. But I can't see it underwater. It's pretty clear water. So, yeah, you got that. That's just the first half of the movie, guys. We haven't even gotten up to the part where the EPA... Where, we haven't even gotten up to the part where Isaac Hayes comes in. Yeah, when in the credits it said Isaac Hayes. I'm like, oh, cool, Isaac Hayes. I want to see him. And I forgot all about him until he turned up way late in the movie. I- <laughs> Isaac Hayes is in this movie. Yeah. For some reason, that makes me laugh so hard because you know why? They could have cast anyone in that role. <laughs> and it makes me go, did they cast a big name like Isaac Hayes? Because let's be honest, he is a big name. He's probably one of the most, uh, at this point in the 1990s, he's probably the most uh, recognized name, I would say, Hogan. And then Isaac Hayes. Yeah. yeah, make out with the dolphin. And Isaac Hayes, I would say, bigger than Paul uh, than Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan's big here in Australia, and he did Crocodile Dundee. But I think Isaac Hayes has done quite a bit, you know, with, with what he does. So I think, you know... Yeah, he had an Oscar. Did he have an Oscar at this point for uh, Shaft? Yeah, mm. obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And this was a year before South Park, so he got even bigger pretty soon. So, after. yeah, so... He was a big guy, you know, and he's a le- he was a yeah, le- he legend. So just to see him stroll up and be like, 
hey kids, flipper. <laughs> I don't know why that was my my impression of Isaac. Well, if you want to be Shaq, you go, hello, children. It's not, it's not hello, much, flipper, much children. Like, much like Tone Loke back in Surf Ninjas. Oh, God. So, Isaac Hayes pops up. I mean, this move. Did you hear all the things I just listed? And that's not even 95 minutes. But Lord of the Rings, that's like 12 hours long, basically. And all it tells is one guy walks from one place to the other and a bunch of other stuff that no one really cares about happens. Some elves ride a lot of things. Do you notice that? Orlando Bloom, I swear, in Lord of the Rings, he's the funniest thing ever. Because if you watch him in the background, you can really see how he's developed as an actor. Because he in the back, you know, us, us as actors, we know that, with especially with theatre, if you're an actor, you've always got to be present in the moment. Like, even though you're not talking or you're not the focal point, you've still got to maintain your character and maintain a sensibility. You can't just be like, oh, I'm act- like, oh, I'm not acting now and just be like, ugh. Orlando Bloom in Lord of the Rings stands in the background and he just like slouches and just kind of waits for his moments to talk and then if not, he makes goofy faces to other cast members in the background and they are in the movie. And what I was thinking about surfing is this is very much like Lord of the Rings because in Lord of the Rings, every movie Legolas surfs on something like he grabs an enemy's shield and he surfs down the stairs shooting arrows or he surfs on a tusk of one of those beasts in this movie you'd think there'd be surfing in it like surf ninjas but there really isn't for like a beach town there's no surfing I guess the closest thing is when we first see Paul Hogan he's like skiing yeah jet skiing and it really he's not jet skiing Jet skiing means that he'd be on a jet ski. He oh, was on skis, water skiing. Water, water skiing. skiing, yeah. Okay, so I wrote in my notes. I haven't wrote this in my notes since Big Fat Liar, which is, oh, she's back again. Because this girl, who we had never met before, appeared in, I would say, the first eight minutes of the film, and yeah, then we I'm, haven't I'm, seen her for, like, a solid 20 yeah, minutes. Like, and we never learn her name, and we don't know who she is, and he's got the hots for her because she's a girl. Yeah, when we were talking about Marv, I'm like, uh, oh, this girl's sis- this girl's brother or something, and I was like, wait, why is she here? I don't even remember her name. It's, like, it's uh, Beck uh, or something. Uh, Flipper. <laughs> right, yeah, and it's yeah. clearly Flipper you're talking about. Look at her in the background. Oh, it's Flipper, boy or girl. Uh, I think there was some inconsistency. I think Flipper's a boy, but his name's Flipper. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, I, I know sure. the dolphins that play Flipper are usually girls, because they're less aggressive, because uh, female dolphins are less aggressive and then less likely to be scarred. Like Scar. Yeah, that, that would be confusing. Because yeah, then they'd be like, why isn't Flipper's Wouldn't name Scar? Wouldn't it be Scar? weird if Flipper just stood up and unzipped his skin and Scar came out? It's like, it's me, motherfuckers! And just like, tore their boat apart. Why is she sitting on a boat just on the casual side? Like, get out of that. Is that your, her boat? Like, is that hers? I don't know. Oh, we're going to see Dirk's her name. Boat? Yeah, like, she's sitting on a boat. It's Orc. Wait, hold on. Was she sitting... Orc. She's sitting on a little boat. Was she sitting on a boat before when he first noticed no, her? Me, I'm, no, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure she was sitting on a boat. Is it her boat? Or is she just, like, some rude girl that walks around sitting on other people's boats? Like, what's her point? Okay, if you grew up in a beach town... I, did you guys grow up in a beach town just before I start this no, question? No. Okay, I grew up in a town 20 minutes away from beach towns. But if you grew up in an island... I, this is an island off the mainland. 
there, there won't be much to do, would there? So I guess, would you just go around sitting on other people's boats, just not doing anything, all by yourself? Well, technically she's calling dolphins, No, but right? before she wasn't, she was just sitting there, kicking her legs, wasn't looking she like, like a girl. Wasn't she doing some instrument thing or something? No. Like, down, down, down. No, 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 that was now. And you know why it was now? Because now Flipper is around. Okay. Before Flipper wasn't around. But so now was, Flipper's around. So in the first scene, she was just She a was just girl. sitting there looking pretty. Like she was kicking her legs and she had like the <laughs> kind of aesthetic going on. But now she's attracting dolphins. That's why they both have something in common because they can both attract Flipper. Because mm. if you can get Flipper towards Kim. you... Kimmy. Um, if you can get Flipper to come towards you, you must be really banging. Or you know the call. No. No. <laughs> like just just no. Oh, that's a good argument though, you're right. <laughs> Fuck you. So this movie raised a lot of questions to me. Bartek I was telling him last night when after I watched the movie or was it this morning? I can't remember. I'm really excited to talk about this movie because there's a lot of things really in it that I want to talk about. So I'm gonna ask something now. What do we think of this character right here? I'm glad that I asked it now. This guy who's got the weird mustache because there's a bunch of characters in this movie, guys, that I just wish would come back. That they never do. Like, we, I don't think we ever see Mustache Man again. <laughs> Look at him. He looks so jovial. My question, really, that I wanted to get was, do you think that this movie could have used more secondary characters? Because I felt like it really could have. It's funny you mentioned that guy because he reminds me a lot of, and you weren't here for this episode, but in Snow Dogs, that film was set in a like mountain town, you know, not so much a big population, and there are a lot of recurring characters in it that you would notice, like, oh, it's this guy again. Oh, it's this guy who's mm. like a, a lawyer or some guy who got arrested for doing something. Mm. And like, you know, those characters, they came back a lot for you know little scenes maybe had one lines or maybe you just saw them in the background that really did feel like a big mountain town yeah 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 you got a point there Bartek you mm. you're you're emotionally getting me with your stuff there so yeah it's it's uh it's a real emotional piece of cinema so but what about you Will do do you did you notice these background characters cuz i felt like I, I noticed them, and then when I noticed that there was new ones, I really missed the old ones, because just before you start, there was a character I wrote in my notes, I'm like, God, I love this guy, which was the guy who warned him about the storm. He just ran up to him, and he reminded me of you, Will, if you were in this as well. He just ran up and went, look out for the storm! And he just said it in the weirdest manner, and I just really want to know, did you notice these secondary characters at all? What you got? I want to see Donkey Man again. Donkey Man. He was hanging out for Donkey Man. This is yeah, exactly. weird. This is creepy. Yeah, Marv, I don't know what He to... vanishes between <laughs> people going in front of the camera. You really could just edit some of this for a while. <laughs> I'm going to, I swear. Coming out this summer. <laughs> that, that scene you just saw, that you, you just changed the music. You got it. Dun, dun. And then you have this as well, and you put it like, yeah, this dun, is, dun. This is like a really brief but funny, uh, like, quirky kind of moment where he puts the coconut to stop the car from reversing. Oh, that's, that's why he did it. Okay, I didn't... Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't realise... It's what subtle, he, yeah. No, no, I thought it was going to be, like, a thing for him to know if someone was going to reverse in his, like, or drive off in his car. Like, I thought... You know in those movies, Will, 
in which people always have like a trick to know something like in the movie conspiracy theory he puts a beer bottle on his doorknob so if anyone turns it it smashes falls off and smashes or like how people put paper around the door so that way you can hear it crunch 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 i thought like am i insane to think that he was gonna put that thing under there just to know if someone stole his car so he could hear it crack (laughs) Like an alarm. <laughs> like an alarm system? What do you think, Will? Or were you too mesmerized by him basically telling these cunts to fuck off? But these cunts are kids. <laughs> Can you imagine the outtakes where he's just like Paul Hogan? He's Australian. He's a macho man. I just imagine him being like, get out of here, you little shits. So they're like, cut hoags. Do not call the kids shits. No, Sorry, but they have American so- accents. Hoags, do not call these kids cunts. Yeah, but then he wouldn't understand what they're saying, so they have, like, an Australian translator there. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Look, there's his pentagram. Yeah, I see it. It's weird. Is he satanic? On his blood red door, no less. (laughs) I know. Can you imagine that? He's sick of oiling with your crap. Can you imagine that? Imagine, you know, how people always make fun of Australian, New Zealand, South African accents and all that. Like, the other countries, like England and all that. Can you imagine if we had to have translators? Like, for them. Like, so he's like, ah, fucking struth. And then you just have this guy be like, what Hogan just said was, and just like translates fucking struth. And just like goes in and takes his interpretation. They're like, all right, get out of here, you little shits. Cut. It's like, Mr. Hogan, you can't swear at the kids. It's like, what this fucking cunt telling me? It's like, oh, what he's fucking telling you is you don't fucking swear at those little cunts. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, mate. And he's like, oh, he's saying, he's saying sorry. <laughs> yeah, my friend. He goes from American accent and that's it. It's like a chaser skit going between <laughs> British and American translator. But um, the, my friend Oliver, he went to... Um... <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. I'm waiting for us to finish this commentary so I can edit these scenes into a horror movie. <laughs> Make sure you narrate yourself over. Um, That's sorry, what I was going to do. I was going to be like, there. coming out this summer. Okay. So, so Spaghetti my, f- <laughs> so my friend Oliver, he went to America last year for a bit to do like an exchange program. He went to Yale. Mm. And he said that he went to this one restaurant to order something and he had to give his name for his order. He's like, oh yeah, my name's Oliver. The guy didn't understand him until he said, Oliver. That's why he should have just went, yeah, my name's Ollie. And they're like, oh, Ollie. Like, oh, no, Ollie. Oh, I love how he lets him smoke. Like, big well, fat he forces cigars. Him to smoke. Yeah, he makes him smoke, but he's like, but Elijah Wood's like, haha, I love smoking. <laughs> Until he doesn't. Until he vomits. But how long was he making him smoke? Because it was different days. I think until he broke, I guess. Days of smoking. Now, Will, I imagine that you have a weird uncle, or you are a weird uncle. I don't know which one. One day, I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to being the weird uncle. Okay, do you have a weird uncle? A couple weird uncles, actually. A few. Do they did they make you smoke big fat stogies? No, no, no. They uh, they never um. No, they made me smoke something else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they never they never taught me not to smoke by making me smoke. Damn it! That was not a strategy they took. If you're a weird uncle, would you let your little Elijah Wood smoke big fat stogies until he vomits up his guts in the hope that that alone will make him want to stop smoking? 
Uh, I don't really want to go to jail. Which <laughs> I imagine you would. But if you're living on an island town... If I was a devil-worshipping man who lives <laughs> on an island town, yeah, I guess, I, I guess I have to. Imagine if this movie... It, like, okay, you got the pentagram door, but it's like, can you imagine if at the end of this movie you find out Hoax doesn't want to marry the chick because he's a Satanist and she's a Christian and that's it? Like, and it's just a one-off line. She's like, why don't you want to marry me? It's like, because, darling. I worship Satan, and that's it. Like the movie goes on, like he just never mentions anything, and yeah. then you think about it again, and you realize he's actually been a Satanist the whole time. Yeah, it's nice when movies just have like a casual twist at the end, like that. Like, the, have you seen Paranorman? No, but I know the twist. Okay, yeah, I do, and we don't want to spoil that great twist. I don't want to. Wouldn't it be great if this movie was actually connected to Spooky Island, <laughs> like on Scooby Doo? The first one, all of it took, like, all the mystery took place on Spooky Island. Wouldn't it be great if this was right next to Spooky Island? If the camera panned up just a little bit during some of the island shots, you can see, like, the roller coaster in the back. Yeah, and you just hear Scooby Dooby Doo! <laughs> and it'll be, like, what, seven, eight years foreshadowing? <laughs> yeah, and then, like, the demons are living on this island, and that's why Dirk's such a dick. Can we please talk about Dirk? Yeah, now's about the time. He's about to appear. Um,. I did say before, this raised a lot of questions for me. I know him as Mike from Breaking Bad, and Mike's very cold, calculating, smart. Everything he does has a reason. I love Dirk because he is blunt, stupid, and nothing has a reason. Embracing evil, basically. He's... Why does... Barter, could you try and explain to me what Dirk's all about? Well, he dumps the (laughs) toxic waste in the ocean, right? What... (laughs) Just remind me, what was his affiliation with the the factory that produces this toxic waste? Does he own it? Is he friends no, with someone? They were, I think they were paying him to dump it. They were paying him to dump it. So the thing with toxic waste is you don't really know what to do with it. So some people, like the Mr. Burns types characters, would dump it somewhere. And, you know, how would someone find it in the middle of the ocean? Like, in this movie, there is a scene later on where they take a very, very long time to find where it's being dumped, even though the kids in the movie uh, did have an idea of where it was dumped during one nighttime scene. Um, So, in a way, he had a good plan, but the fact that two kids happened to see where he was to get an idea of where the toxic waste was dumped, or whatever it was, um, sort of was his downfall. And, you know, if they weren't out there looking for Flipper, then they wouldn't have found it. And me having said that, you know who that makes the real hero of this movie? Dirk. No. Who? Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes takes Flipper out into the middle of the ocean. The main characters get really devastated and go to look for him. And they catch Dirk in the middle of the dirty deed. Dirty Dirk. Done, Dirk, Dirk. <laughs> Sorry, ACDC. I like the way on the Wikipedia synopsis... <laughs> Thank you, Will. ...which I read beforehand, it says... Early on, Dirk makes it clear that he hates every other fish-eating animal on the planet. It doesn't say he fucking shot a dolphin. It says he makes it abundantly clear that he hates every other fish-eating animal Why? on the planet. Why? That's the part I don't understand. Why does Dirk hate dolphins? Like, okay, at the start, it's like, 
damn dolphins eating our bait. Like, you know, like, oh, they're scared of the fish, they're eating our bait, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, okay, I get it. And I got why he shot at some of them, like, to scare them off, but he chased them down and shot them. It's like, what did dolphins do to Dirk? Like, well, he was just... he, like, molested by a dolphin? <laughs> like, no, what I, happened? I know exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's Black Manta before he caught reverse albinism. Wow, I didn't... I didn't expect that. And, and when the Aquaman movie comes out, the spin-off of the Batman versus <laughs> He's going to play Black be, Manta. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, you know what? For a moment there, Will, before you said Aquaman, I had no idea what you were talking about. I didn't and then either. He said Aquaman. I'm like, that's for you diehard Aquaman fans out there. All this four is of the you. Quali- <laughs> this is the quality content that you need. Some of you sitting there going, I wish there was an Aquaman movie. Well, guess what? We got Flipper. What were you going to say, Bartek? I just, I just thought Will was going to bring up the abundantly clear thing again. Abundantly What I love is he just hates dolphins. Like, what happened? Like, I would like a ba- like a backstory of, like, yeah, Dirk used to be, like, the nicest guy in town until one day oh. his daughter went swimming and then got killed by a dolphin and then he turned evil. Bartek's owing because his favourite characters on screen, Isaac Hayes, as Isaac Hayes in a policeman's uniform. A sheriff's uniform. Well, he's still a policeman, isn't he? He's a sheriff. The sheriff's still the police. He's so, Isaac Hayes, everyone. How do we feel about how how he is as a policeman and as a sheriff? Do you think he's a good sheriff? Bartek, you do. You, you made your case just a moment ago that he's the hero of the story. What about you, Will? I still just can't believe he's in this movie for some reason. (laughs) For some reason, it just seems especially shocking. And, like, I'm not the only one, because I read Roger Ebert's review of this, and when it mentions that he's in it, it has, like, a huge exclamation point. (laughs) Is that, like, how Ryan puts question marks in episode synopsis? That's what I'm going to do. I'm like, and Isaac Hayes? Like, he's in it too? I love how Isaac Hayes, do you think he's acting? Or do you think... He is just himself because I got this impression that the way he maybe he's such a good actor because he really plays off timid and annoyed very easily. Like he's just like, oh okay, I, I just don't you know, and then oh oh guys, dolphins. Like it's he, difficult. He's he's playing the, you know difficult emotion. He's he's basically saying. Look, I understand what's wrong, but mm. rules are rules. We have to follow them. Yeah, rules are rules, guys. And I'm the rule enforcer here with my nifty little pants on. Those <laughs> <laughs> are nice pants. Fishing pants. Um, He's not going fishing, though, so... You know. They were in the water. So what I love about Isaac Hayes is I can't wait till that scene comes. But I will. There's a scene later with Isaac Hayes that I have got to stop whatever we're talking about over it and just talk about it. Because it was the scene in this movie that made me go, wait a moment. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Does the, <laughs> is the key word evidence? <laughs> you know me. So, well, so I had the similar thing. So, so in yeah. this movie, Elijah Wood is more in love with the dolphin than he is with the girl. He's more in love with this... Look how erotic and scary this image is. Like, it's the dolphin being, like, wet, getting water on him, and it's just like... Ah. 
So, Ryan, I think you ca- I don't think you can use that particular shot in your horror thing. I think you have to use that one for the porno trailer. <laughs> can I use it for the horror porno? Yes. And for your porno one, instead of having, you know, normal porno music, oh, uh, play some Isaac Hayes music. <laughs> <laughs> and then I play music done in Shaft by Quincy Jones. It's <laughs> 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 like... <laughs> and he's just like... Like the dolphin getting wet. He's like... Shaft! <laughs> Are you really happy I worked? I actually sat down and worked on this dolphin noise because I was like, oh, I'm not going to just walk in and be like, yeah, so can you imagine? I'm going to be like, you know, you're going to have a little, you're going to have it like really quiet because they can go really loud. Like dolphins can be like, but they're harder to yeah, do. Yeah, I'm really envious it's... of you, Ryan, because yesterday I went on YouTube and I just thought to myself, Man, huh. if I could how, do I, how do I do a Donald Duck voice? So I YouTube, so I YouTubed how to Donald impression, and, and then it and took you to of, Donald Trump. And there were a bu- no, no, no. And there were <laughs> it was Donald Duck, and there were a bunch of videos. But I was like, oh, these are a few minutes long. I can't feel like I don't feel like watching them. So I just kind of aborted it. Well, just... we know what kind of dad you would be. <laughs> oh, dark Joe. Yeah, pro-choice. Um, That's where we are. No, I'm anti-choice. I hate change. And I'm I'm anti-life. I'm anti-love, life, sex, dolphins, sex. But I'm pro-live alive, live alive. I'm pro almost out of gas. Oh, we're so almost he, out of gas. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if this was a horror movie too? Like. Castaway, but with dark. sharks. Yeah, it's dark. Were there sharks in Castaway? Ah, uh, um, no. God, no. There weren't. Okay, cool. Because I was like, why couldn't like I wasn't quite sure if there was a point where like oh because there was, in, there was a whale. Gilligan's Island. There were sharks. I've only seen one episode. I've seen Gilligan's Island quite a bit, and why they never make a raft is because sharks eat the raft each time. Like, they make one out of metal, they make one out of wood, and sharks just eat it. So what I'm guessing to say is, how come sharks just don't eat Dirk's boat? That's because Dirk and the sharks are working together. I'm telling you, it's a combined effort. Dirk and Scar. Dirk and Scar. Sorry, Oak and Scar. Oak and Scar. Oak and... So... Actually, it's Oik. Oik. So, um... Will, is there anything you want to tell us about the movie... You had any like little thoughts that you had when you were watching it, or anything you thought about that you really wanted to talk about when you came on the show? You're like, oh, I'm going to talk about this, guys. Um, I want to ask you guys a question. What do you think of the special effects? What do you think of the animatronic sharks and dolphins? Okay, that's a really good question. Because the guy who did the animatronics for this later did the animatronics in Deep Blue Sea, so this was <laughs> this is his practice. Um, I will sea. be honest with you. Really honest. I really didn't notice. Um, I thought they were real. I thought they were really convincing. And considering that we're making fun of him being Deep Blue Sea, which was not convincing, not very well done. Um, I thought the work here was superb. I, I, I believe that they were real. I cannot say could have fooled me because he did fool me. I... I th- you know, maybe I would have thought that, you know, the shark was just, like, inflated. Well, not inflatable because it's underwater, but... You know, I, maybe one of them was fake, but I didn't really know that they'd be animatronic. I thought the, they were really well-trained animals, and they're like, Okay, Flipper, 
Yeah, you literally said, didn't you say that there was trivia, like, they have to use a female one because they would have Oh, what, what you got? It's, they're not all animatronic, but there are some animatronics. Like, during the fight scenes, I'd imagine, where they're hitting a shark. Yeah, I can't imagine Flipper doing that thing where he, like, skips across the water was animatronic. That'd be pretty tricky. No, no. But I, I was surprised how good the... the yeah. Scar looks a bit questionable at What points. do you mean? He looks amazing. Did you not see that scene in which he gets fucking butt-headed... In the guild, no butt headed. We're Polish. Don't you speak it? Jesus. He got beavers. He got butt headed in the gills, and he's just like, Ooh! I thought that was real. I thought that was real. I thought like that was a noise sharks made all the time. Ooh! Let's make it. Real. I can't wait for the subtitles. <laughs> if they will say anything, such as. Scar screams well, these, or Scar these, goes. Ooh. These subtitles. I don't think so far they've mentioned sound effects. So let's just hope that they actually try to like phoneticize the. Ooh. What like, about actually spell it out? Now, what? A, just before I ask you the same question, Partek. Uh he likes the red hot chili peppers, and I love. He was like, I, you know, he's like, he makes a comment there about. I really like that moment too. I feel like Hogue is really genuine about grunge. I never... I'm into rock. I never really thought of the Red Hot Chili Peppers as grunge music, but I guess the surf music, definitely. But, uh, you know, this movie made me reevaluate a band that I thought I knew and go, maybe I've been looking at them the wrong way around the whole time. You know? Like, that's how groundbreaking this movie really is. Bartek, what about you? Is there any little thing you want to talk about bring up any questions queries or anything that really fascinated you about this masterclass Kim's not wearing pants in this scene yeah that fascinated me too uh but no really though like questions that I have about the movie you said yeah anything that you want to bring up about this flick you know questions or things that you really loved about it uh, just before you do, I, I, I've got a comment. Is this the scene we're talking about before you came, Will? Uh, like, before you were in here, Will? But there's a scene in which Hoag's just comes with a pizza. Oh, yeah, I think this is the scene. Y- y- maybe, yeah. Hoag's, Hogan comes in with a pizza from Pizza Hut, and he just goes, in the most blunt Aussie way ever, he goes, I see a dolphin. He just says it like, I, I have no way of justifying how amazing he l- delivers that line. Sorry, Bartek. I'm sorry. Go on. I just wanted to just get that out there before yeah. it happens. Yeah, here, here it is. Right here. Here. Who's for pizza? And then he just like looks disdained, puts the pizza on the truck. He goes, I see a dolphin. He just sounds so annoyed. He's like, I see a dolphin. Bartek. Yeah, I forgot I mentioned that. Yeah, I we were talking about how, you know, that was a sort of odd line to have. I see a dolphin, not, oh shit, it's a dolphin or, oh, he's back or anything like that. So, you know, you, you, you get to thinking like, what was the story behind that? Hmm. Maybe it was an ad lib thing because let's not forget, a dolphin has been established in this movie, but Pizza Hut hasn't. <gasps> so no, no, no. Pizza is foreshadowed because earlier he says you can't order a pizza on the boat. Oh yeah, he said you can't order a pizza on the boat. But they're not on the boat; they're on the island. So that's why he can get Pizza Hut. <laughs> Yeah, but we 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 had this thought that perhaps it, this that was like one of the first scenes filmed in the whole thing, 
maybe Paul Hogan, you know, he wasn't really in the scene. He went to get some pizzas for people. <laughs> and he came back and he's like, he comes Holy back. shit, this is a dolphin movie? And this is the first time he sees a dolphin in the movie. He's like, oh, flip, oh, it makes sense. Flipper, it's a dolphin. The pelican eats the food that falls, and but doesn't like it, so it goes away. I'm going to be honest. Even was, that that pelican... Hold on, was that good commentary? Yeah, I'll be okay. honest. If that, if that pelican can eat it. I doubt that it's going to eat all of it off the floor because I think pelicans' mouths, beaks, don't really accommodate for like cleaning up a floor. Like a dog could, but not I don't think a pelican. Also, was it me or did the pelican look stop motiony? No, this? it's because they used super speed to emphasize the idea like it hated it so much it wanted to run out of the room. Oh, okay. It looked stop motiony to me. Wouldn't it be great if it wasn't? <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> wouldn't it be great? <gasps> if this whole movie was stop motion. Yeah, I was going to say, no, wouldn't it be great if just one character in this movie was stop motion? <laughs> one of the background characters, like, you know the Storm guy I was fascinated with earlier? Yeah. Wouldn't, it be, <laughs> wouldn't it be great <laughs> if he was stop motion? Well, you'd have to make a film where someone's just stop motion. <laughs> and he's just, stop motion takes ages. It's like, he yeah, runs, that's why it's only one character. He just runs up and he's just like, hey, gotta look out for... And that's why he talks weird as well, because it's stop motion. And you just never explain it. That would actually be pretty cool to see. Like, you know, Paul Hogan in normal motion and him in stop motion. I would also really like one where it's like a normal film such as, um, you know, what's a film that's come out recently? Um... Uh, Fan, but Bollywood. No, well, give me a film that's come out recently. What the hell came out recently? What did I watch recently? Oh, what was that Disney um, movie? What, what Zootopia? No, give me Zootopia. a live action movie. Oh so. shit! Um, shit, what dog. The fuck, what the fuck? Live action's out right now. No one watches live action. <laughs> we anymore. only watch cartoons, Ryan. Can we, can we say something from last year, like The Martian or something? Okay, The Martian. Wouldn't it be great if in The Martian, just um, Christian is it Christian Wig? I've actually Kristen not seen Wig? the Martian. Kristen Wiig. Wouldn't it be great if Kristen Wiig's character was just Claymation and everyone else was live action? Like, it was a Wallace and Gromit Claymation character and no one comments on it. They're just like, hey, Kristen. And she's just like, hi there. She's just Claymation and they interact with her and no one comments. Ever. I would just love a movie where you just have that and they're not even a big character and you just never speak about it. And if you do, you say something like, What's with her? And they just go, leave her alone. She's got a condition. And then you find out she's diabetic. And that's yeah. it. Like That's always interesting. Like, on the one hand, you have movies like in, in Screwballs. There's a character who's always carrying around a tennis racket for <laughs> yeah. no reason. And if you go on IMDb, the trivia says that, like, the actor his thought actor of thought of it and they kept it in. And then you got other things, like... Uh, there's this anime I saw once called Cromartie High School, uh, which is a anime yeah. about delinquents in this high school that has like really intense art style. They have ran- they have some random students there. Like one of them is blatantly shirtless Freddie Mercury, what? who doesn't speak. One of them's a gorilla, and one of them is a robot. And the robot doesn't realize that he's a robot, and everyone treats him like he's a human. And the one time someone's about to bring up the fact that this guy is clearly a robot, everyone tells him to just shut up because it's not worth bringing up. So it's good to always have these kind of interesting characters that you really remember, like yeah. shirtless Freddie Mercury. But like, like Shirley. I don't know why I said. I don't know why I said that. So. Um, I was just looking at my notes while you're talking, because I, I did write a bunch of questions, but I was just, like, trying to remember 
what I wrote. But now I'm looking at it. What I loved about this, did anyone notice at the start of the movie she did mention about this poison and then got interrupted and then she just never talked about it again? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I she was like, I'm that. a busy marine biologist. That... Oik. <laughs> Oik. Oik Moran. Oik. Do you remember where you were? So, oh, so. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shut up. What I was going to say was, she's a marine biologist. She finds out that there's poison in the water, and then somebody interrupts her, and she goes, ah, oh, fuck it, I, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm done with this. I am done with this. So... She's one with this. <sighs> so, instead of... Uh, you know, going straight to the police or any authority. It's really smart. They thought, let's go straight out to the crime scene. You know, go there. We'll have enough evidence and and and, <laughs> and show the police the info. I think it's really smart, don't you, Will? Because usually in movies, they'll just go, Oh, my God, he's your orc Moran! And <laughs> whatever. And then the police will be like... Bogus, you need more info. You don't you can't just do you can't just say you saw someone do something naughty. You need proper evidence. Oh, here's the scene. But now we'll Here we go. Yeah, so this is it. He they actually go out to see, look for it, know exactly where it is. She has scientific evidence. Scientific evidence that the water is poisoned. Poisoned, and they have an Two eyewitnesses to who's dumping poison out in the water. They hand all of that information, all of this evidence to fucking uh, Isaac Hayes. And Isaac Hayes is like, I'm not interested. Don't bring me science. I need hardcore evidence. It's like, what? I need evidence. And then he's like really annoyed. He's like, I'm not going to listen to you guys. You guys have not brought me enough clues, even though you clearly have. You brought me scientific facts, eyewitnesses, and a specific location to look at. Instead, I'm going to tell you, if you don't get rid of that dolphin, I'm going to send it to the fucking aquarium. And instead of going, wait a moment, you're the actual antagonist, you're the corrupt policeman, Hogan just goes, I'm going to tell the actual villain who dumps the poison into the water that I know. So that way, later on, he can come find me because he knows that I know. What do you think of this scene, guys? It's probably my favorite scene because I think Hayes... I understand if the scene was like... If you didn't have that scene where they went out to look for the poison, Mm -hmm. this scene would make sense. But they did went... They did go... They put the extra mile in and he still says no. How do you feel? It is a great scene, which, you know what, maybe this might be the core of why this one's an unappreciated masterpiece, because people would look at this scene and think, that's dumb. They gave him all this science, all the eyewitnesses, and the you said exact, but it, it actually turns out to be a rough idea, of where all this poison's du- uh, being dumped and who's doing it, and the name of the boat, the place where it comes from and all this, and it said, no, not good enough, give me hard evidence. She gave him dead fish with the poison in it too, apparently. Yeah, so he could do his own research. And maybe people would look at it and give a reaction like yours, but a lot more harsh, saying that this movie is dumb. That was clearly good enough evidence. But really, if it did work, the movie would be over. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot still that has to happen. Yeah, there is a lot. There's a lot that has to happen. And we want to see it happen. Like, for example, remember Scar? 
We haven't seen him. And maybe, you know, Scar is bribing Isaac Hayes not to follow the case any further. Like, maybe he's like, I got pictures of you, see? Man, and he just has a picture of him in drag. And he's just like, you don't want this one to get out, do you, see? Man. And then he's just like, oh, I'll do anything for you, Mr. Scar. It's like, that's right, you're going to be in South Park and you'll like it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. and, and there's another thing. Like, we talked about how Dirk, or Work or whatever you want to call him, he's a very, very kind of weird kind of villain in that his motivation's odd. Wouldn't it make sense that the investigation itself is also odd? Yeah. So it's almost in character for the movie that the thing that Dirk's doing is being treated in a very Dirk way. Typical Dirk. Dirker, so, Dirker. Maybe, so, maybe Isaac doesn't believe that someone would be just so blatant enough to dump big barrels of toxic waste labelled toxic oh my waste. God. Exactly. Maybe Those Isaac Hayes things. is at heart a childlike man who believes in nothing but the good of the rest of the human race. That's why he became a police officer to only what to witness the good, kind heart of man. Maybe not a lot, a lot of crime happens here, so maybe he's here more to... Like, instead of arresting people and... You know, what you think of the police is nabbing suspects and bad guys. In small towns like this where crime isn't that prevalent, they're more like just a, 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 a support network. Like, you know, they help you. So maybe... He feels like his position is a glorified state emergency yeah, service officer. Actually, or he, correct me if I'm wrong, he's straight up like buddies with Paul Hogan, isn't he? Yeah, everyone's buddies with Paul Hogan except for Dirk, and that's because a dolphin killed his wife. Yeah. And daughter. So, again, thank you guys for your... <laughs> the whole family. The grandparents, too. <laughs> but first raped them in front of him so he could get extra angry about dolphins. So what do you think, audience? From what we've talked about, doesn't this mean that people who look at this movie harshly and therefore make it unappreciated, are simply just not seeing what's there. Yeah, you guys are just being orphan, Sona. Orphan. Orphan. Yeah, Swedish. Um, yeah, I think they're being dicks, Bartek. Fuck you guys who are mean to this movie. Just just saying. Um, Fun fact. You know the actor Kelsey Grammer? Yeah. Yes. He was in Just Visiting. Just Visiting... Yeah, he was the narrator. Um, his family uh, has been horrifically killed over the years by different things. Like his sister, I do believe. Now, look, I may have some of the information wrong here, but this is the general gist of what I remember. His sister got like brutally mugged and uh, and killed in an alleyway, but then his dad got killed by a shark, and then his brother got killed by a shark. And then his other two brothers got, got killed by a shark. So what I'm saying is, there's a theory that one day Kelsey Grammer is going to get killed by a shark. Like, Kelsey Grammer gets killed by a shark. That's why you never see Kelsey Grammer near the beach. Could I just ask? That's what I think happened to Dirk. But except for being like Kelsey Grammer, who's a pussy... And just, like, he's like, I'll only do voice work in unappreciated masterpieces so far. Dirk says, no, I'm not afraid of the sea because dolphins murdered, raped, and killed my families, family members. I'm going to keep going out there, and I'm going to kill each and every dolphin. You guys say? Was his sister mugged by a shark? By That's exactly sense? what the joke is, too. Okay. It's like, I bet his sister was mugged by a shark. Okay. And he's just like... 
holy crap, Kelsey Grammer's family has been horrifically gunned down by sharks and sea life. Uh, not sea lice, sea life. Um, so I'm just saying, I feel like Kelsey Grammer could have made a real impact if he played Dirk. But instead of sharks, it's dolphins. He could really brought a naturalistic performance that, you know, Jonathan Banks does a great job, but I feel like it's not, like, close to home. While some actors who perform roles are really close to home really nail it, and I think Kelsey Grammer, with that background of severe shark-murdered family members, could have brought that kind of mood and energy to Flipper 1996, Paul Hogan and Elijah Wood. Yeah, except that he'd probably be shit-scared of the ocean. (laughs) He'd be like, oh my god, no! But, you know, you get over that. You know, you, you channel it in. Instead, he did he did Expendables 3 or 4, Kelsey Grammer. So you can't always get what you want. When is Paul Hogan going to come into the Expendables universe? Like, when's he going to be like... Can you imagine Schwarzenegger is sizing up against Stallone and then you just hear a didgeridoo in the background and they're like, what's that? It's like, what is that? And you, what's your Stallone impersonation? You do a Stallone impersonation, don't you? Did I? Um, I guess it'd be something like... Hey, what's that sound over there? And then you just hear, like, then you just hear kookaburra noise, like, ah, you know, their laugh noise, like, ah, and then, then just he enters in, in a wheelchair, though, <laughs> and they're like, who are you? And he takes off his Cooper hat, and he's like, crikey, mate, it's fucking me. And he just, like, throws his hat, and then you just see, like, a little Weasley man come walk up, and he just translates what's happening to them, and they're like, ah, and, and, he then, an, and he has an Aku Aku mask. Yeah, yeah, and like the guy translating, he's like listening to Schwarzenegger, and he, he, he no, he's saying like, uh, he's like, ah, fucking, who's this drongo here? And Schwarzenegger's like, ah, what did he say? And he's just like, ah, he said that was this guy. <laughs> like, and then and then he has to do the exact same, <laughs> but for Stallone. <laughs> And then he has to translate both of what they said back to fucking Paul Hogan. Like, Stallone's is like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I can't do a Stallone, but he's like, yeah, I'll take this guy out. Yeah, and then he's just like, yeah, he's saying he's going to fucking glass you, cunt. He's going to get you right on the wall. And he's like, well, why don't you tell this drongo that he can go fuck his mother? He's like, yeah, he said that you can go fuck yourself. And, and then like, Orson Welles <laughs> asked, can I be in this movie? <laughs> no, you can direct. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea that Schwarzenegger's there he's like I I don't know what's happening what is happening and the so, other guy's like I I don't know <laughs> he's just like I like, that's how I was anyone yeah, starts you, you a real good Sasso. you do a real good Schwarzenegger by just starting with I get to the chopper <laughs> so yesterday because we were talking on Facebook about this movie didn't Will make a comment about this camera like, he was like, oh, it's the, <laughs> the flipper flip-o cam. The flipper flip-o cam. <laughs> the flipper cam. Um, yeah, I love how his family tries... You know, dolphins are very intelligent creatures, and they know... They have feelings. Like, all animals They're have good at feelings. They're good at maths. They're good at um, detection. They're Pelicans good... don't have feelings. They just feel hate. But yeah. they drink beer, too. So... It, you know, and they and they are also very affectionate creatures. They like to be pat. They like a pat. They like a kiss, and they do that with each other too. And he's trying to kiss they them. They also like homoeroticism with Elijah Wood. Yes, and they like to kiss. And you see, he's trying to kiss his family, but he's got this muzzle on his mouth. I find that that is disgusting. I mean, they muzzle poor flip flip. 
They muzzle poor Erpa. I don't know why I had to bring the two flipper words, separate them for you. But they muzzle poor Flipper. And then they laugh at him for being kissed by possibly his mother. Think about this. Flipper, he's been away from his family. He's met some weird little boy that he's fallen in love with. And then he's reintroduced to his family who are all dying from toxic waste. And then, you know, he nearly died himself. And now he can't even kiss his mother hello slash goodbye possibly because they've muzzled him. And then these monsters are just laughing. They're laughing, Will. They're just like, ha ha ha, Flipper. Ha ha, we stopped you from feeling affection from your mother. Ha ha ha. How do you feel, Will? How do you feel? If I did that to you, how would you feel? I'd... Would you feel bad? Would you, if you were Flipper, how would you feel? I no need to answer because I know how you'd feel. You would punch out a shark's gills for me. That's how you would feel if I did that to you. It is. You love me that much to save me from a shark. It is tragic, but Flipper is a dolphin on a mission at this point. A mission from God. A mission from Paul Hogan. You know, now that I think about it, Flipper's a bit of a strange name. Because, like, could you imagine if Lassie's name was like Poor? Or leg. Well, well, you have to remember the context of how he was named in this movie. He was put on the spot. Elijah Wood was put on the spot, and he just saw a flipper, so he called. No, him but flipper. flipper knew he was on the spot, and he's like, "No, this is my name." That's how Elijah flipping. Wood interpreted it. Yeah, no, that's how we interpreted it because we know Flipper's a really smart dolphin. Yeah, so I think Flipper's name is actually Flipper, and Flipper's is like, "This is my name, dude." But really, what he's trying to say is, "My name is Finn." <laughs> <laughs> my name is Finn on water. My name is Splasher. <laughs> like, how cool would this movie be if it was called Splasher and he's just like one of the forgotten reindeer? <laughs> like, you know, Vixen, Comet, Rudolph, Splasher. Prancer. Prancer. Flipper. Wouldn't it be weird if there was a Christmas movie of this and it did involve Tim Allen's Santa Claus? And he just came down and he's like, we need one more for this job. And Flipper's like, so on the sonar right there, the position's at one o'clock, but if you're moving towards it, it should be at twelve o'clock. I like how he can't hear a boat. Boats, I know water is gliding through water, and you can have a good boat, but you can still hear a boat from a mile away. <laughs> and you know why this is extra funny for this movie? Because he would have been dead? No, or? because in the scene where they're dumping toxic waste... He can the hear bo- them from the a boat, The boat didn't really make any noise, but they suddenly made like a... <gasps> turn and they saw it. Can we talk about the camera work in this movie? It's fantastic. Because they do some crash zooms, which is like, you know, for instance, a character like in this, when the dolphin gets shot, the camera's really far and then the camera, the character starts to have their back to the camera and when they turn to look, the camera just kind of zooms in real fast and gives like this kind of real dramatic effect. Tarantino's been using it in his last few films, his westerns, particularly in Django Unchained, to give this kind of ironic sense of fun to that kind of crash zoom because it's very old school kind of film move. Hence why I really like it in this movie because you know that an old school film director and filmmaker made this because like you said well they're, they're animatronics they're not CG and CG was around by then could you imagine this movie made today it would be a CG flipper it wouldn't be a real dolphin and Elijah would he wouldn't actually be acting in the water they wouldn't stick him in the water they would be he would be on a green screen set like on the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings yeah. and he would just have to pretend to be kicking and 
<gasps> Scar. And Marvin would be characterized in a similar way to Survivum from Band Slam. Exactly. He'd be really sassy and all that, instead of in this movie where his lines are now so irrelevant that they're not even subtitled. Uh, oh, here's something. I'm really confused at Dirk's motivation. He was willing to kill a kid, right? Yeah. Dirk was going to kill this kid. Like, he's like, oh, he thought he killed him. Like, he didn't see him jump out. He was like, yeah, I fucking killed him. (laughs) He's like, I fucking killed him. But now Dirk sees the kid's alive, and he's actually willing to help him. He's, like, trying his best. Wait, no, isn't he just trying to get him close so he can just whack him with the hook? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Where's his motivation at? Why did he try and save him from a shark when he could literally just drive his boat on and just leave him to get eaten by a shark or drown to death? I suppose it would be like, I saved this kid from a shark. I'm not a bad guy. But then I. I but again, you did say there. he was very Some dumb. Very so, like, mm. even, if he deal, even if he deals with the kid, he's still got to deal with Paul Hogan, Kathy yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim. So, what's his Kathy motivation, Kim really, in this Mark. scene? Like, is it a weak moment of kindness where it's like, no, 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 I can't be the kind of guy who lets a kid get eaten by a shark? But I am the kind of guy who will run them down with my boat and brutally, like, well, gorge them to death with my fishing hook. Well, remember... But I can't let them get eaten by nature. Well, remember, he is working with Scar, so it's all Yeah, but why... You know, it's just abundantly clear that despite the fact that he's his boss, he hates all other fish-eating animals in the sea and so can't... Why didn't he hit Flipper with his fucking hook? Because he didn't see it coming. Yeah, he didn't see it coming. That is true. I mean, but I just don't understand why he's, like, willing... He should have just driven off. Like, he should have just left him to die. But I don't know. That's what, because what I'm he's thinking... He's just the saddest who just wants to yeah. hook a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's... Un- I don't know if you're describing as sad, Will. <laughs> sadest. Yeah, saddest. Mind. These... <laughs> he's the saddest. These, these the saddest villain. Yeah, you know I love about this movie? People get in the water, and then in the next shot, they're very much dry. Mm. Like, Paul Hogan, when we first met him, he's literally coming out of the water, and he's literally jumping onto the pier from the water, and he's completely dry. It's his Australian... Tan... What you call it? Um, bam. Oh, bam! Right in his schnauzer. In Roger Ebert's review, he said, "Fuck Roger Ebert." He thinks Dirk should have been devoured by Scar. That's what I was about to say, but then I thought that's too much like Scar in The Lion King, where he got devoured. Wouldn't it be a plot twist if Isaac Hayes what, actually ate Dirk Moran? <laughs> <laughs> he was devoured by a wild Isaac. No, wouldn't Hayes. it be great if he was like? Whoa, good job there, kids. And then he, like, accidentally, like, toppled over the boat and his arms were, like, waving cartoonishly and then he fell into the water and and, and then Scar <laughs> ate him. And then and they're like, no! And then, and then they're at his funeral and they're all there, even the police. And they're like, too bad we don't know who killed him. He just died. It's like, but wait, we, but wait, sir. Like, the police are like... Cause of death unknown. And it's just like, but wait, we saw what happened. It's like, so you're telling me that you have evidence? <laughs> I don't think so. And then like the police, the police, the police commissioner, yeah, claps his hands and goes, "Now get out of my office!" Like they're like, "What's that? You have." The morgue has evidence that it was clearly a shark attack. 
we have several eyewitnesses, and even before he died, we got on tape that he said a shark ate me. No, we got a confession from the shark. We he got said, a ooh, which means <laughs> I killed Isaac Hayes. <laughs> and this year we got a video recording of Isaac Hayes saying, it was Scar the shark that ate me. Yeah, not enough evidence, guys. <laughs> I think you really need to prove your worth. Yep. And the movie and then, like, hard evidence. And then he twizzles his... Like, then he, put, he, then he strokes his fingers through his mustache and then brushes his hands and goes, Get out of here! And it's Zerk's brother. And the part, and the last shot of the movie is a close-up of uh, Elijah Wood, and he goes, "Well, you know what they say: the black guy always dies first. Oh! And then like <laughs> Looney Tunes black, like fade out thing. I thought it would be great if the police commissioner was Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of really good black singers, <laughs> soul singers that also kick ass. And then you just see like we don't know. And then you just see it's like he's like, huh. Like, they get out of his office, they leave all the evidence there, and he goes, Huh, another one for the cold cases. And he hands it to Seal, the singer. <laughs> and, like, Seal just, like, whoo. And then like, walks off and puts it in the cold case files. It's like an episode of that TV show, Cold Case. He has a pentagram on the roof. Oh, <laughs> oh my that God. Looks, that one looks more like a star. I, didn't, I, I noticed it way earlier, but I didn't comment on it. Yeah, cause... but now you know there's a pentagram theme going on. Uh, and this was the last big question. It is a big one, guys. Now, the movie's over. Nearly. But an unknown character comes yeah. in, which is... Dun-dun-dun! Isaac Hayes. No. Um, it's the mother. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about his, apparently, sister. No. It's the mum. I didn't expect her to come. Me neither. So... And I didn't expect her to be in the movie either. Um... Me neither. What do we Heart think of ejaculation, this whole... I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you got it in your eye. Let me demonstrate. Um, oh. No, what do we think about this whole family dynamic? Who is... The dad's dead, right? Or gone. He's I, left. I, he's like, I don't want another dad figure. Paul Hogan's like, I don't want to be a dad. He's already gone on this whole thing about, like, he's too unstable to be a father and he doesn't want people to be like him. What do we think of this kid's family dynamic? Do you think he's from an abusive home? Or he's, like... Elijah Wood? Yeah, Elijah Wood. Because his mum literally pays Paul Hogan... A hundred dollars a week to look out, like to look after. But it's like his attitude is, oh, she does this all the time. She pays people to just fuck me off, you know, not, not in sexual way, well, to like look after me, and so she doesn't have to be near me during the summer break. That's did, what, did he say that? Yeah, I mean, he didn't say those exact words. He's like his attitude was like, oh, how much did she pay you? Like this is a normal thing that happens. And Paul Hogan denies it, and then he's like, no, dude, how much? He's like a hundred dollars a week, and he's like, wow, you're the cheapest yet. So like the mum pays. Oh, he said he was, she was lowballing. Like I think yeah. that, I think that was a self esteem line rather than. Yeah, but what I mean is, what's with this family? Like the dad's gone. The mum doesn't want anything to do with this kid. And Hogan worships Satan. Worships Satan and is Australian. So what's happening here? Is it fully established that he is fully related to her, yeah. or that he I think might be related to the dad? Dad. Dad. I think it's the dad. It, it, That's I, what I would I guess. I would assume it must be. Or maybe he's Australian, and you don't know anything about the dad. Or, or, and oh. remember, he has commitment issues, right? Oh, la la. Maybe he's his real dad. No, no, no. Maybe he's not a blood-related relative, but he's related because he was originally married to his blood aunt. And that uh, something happened to that aunt, and now he has commitment uh, issues. I didn't even think that he oh. could be like... 
a husband. Me neither. Oh, that's really good, Bartek. Yeah. Maybe that, 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 no, that's actually, Bartek, high five. Yeah, I, think, I just thought of that now. I think that really explains why he has commitment issues. And you know, why he's Australian. Maybe Dirk Moran murdered his wife with a bunch of sharks. And and, oh, and that's why he's pointing at her now. Oh, Bartek, that is so good. I'm proud of you, buddy. I wish I thought of that, too. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah. This movie has a new layer to it, which is the idea that Paul Hogan is, like, maybe a widow, maybe, like, an Widower. ex... Widower. Sorry, widower. And maybe he's... Maybe he's just a, 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 an ex of the family, but still really close. Wow. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Jeez. And in the end, do you think this is actually Flipper? Like, wouldn't it be a plot twist if that was actually Scar and he just got plastic surgery and he's like, I'm after you, kid. Wouldn't it be a plot twist if it was just a shark jumping in and out of the water? In your horror edit, you can do that. Uh, that's that's a pretty extensive edit. You've got to put in some shots of the deep blue sea. No. So... That's the end of the movie. Or is it? Because there's something just before the credits. Do we all remember what's just before the credits, guys? Uh, it's, I'm, I have to remember. Come on, Bartek. We talked about it last night. It was like the first thing Oh, I right, to... right. You're talking about the text that appeared. Yes. It's about yeah. to appear right now, I believe. You prepare yourself, Will. Oh. Hold my hand, buddy. Oh, my God. To help oh. save Jarvis, extremely you by calling 1-800-FLIPPER. Oh. Now... I really kind of want to call 1-800-FLIPPER. Yeah, I had the idea, like, maybe we should do it on the show, but, you know, we're in Australia. Why? So what? Collect calls. Who cares? Will, grab out your phone. Let's call 1-800-FLIPPER and see who's answers. Ryan, you do it. It's your idea. (laughs) No, I don't know how to 1-800-FLIPPER on my phone. Oh, yeah, me neither. I don't know how to do the letters. Go, Will. Bring, bring. Yeah, you're here at 1-800-Flipper. <laughs> oh, you're Australian. You like Paul Hogan? <laughs> well, we have different people in different regions of the world to answer your dolphin problems. What's happening with your dolphin today? We just watched the movie Flipper. Oh, yes, that's an inspirational piece of cinema, yeah. I worked very hard on that myself, actually. Yeah. Do you know Mr. Hogan? Yeah. Mr. Paul Hogan? Yeah. Of the Hogan of Paul? Yeah. From Crocodile Dundee? Yeah. I was his translator on set. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I had to... You see, the those American bastards, they're a bunch of, uh, you know, they're a bunch of ding-dongs that don't understand our language. So I have to translate to them what Mr. Hogan is saying. So, you know, you know, Hoke. Yeah. You, you know him. Yeah. He's a bit of a hard bastard. He's a bit of a, you know, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a tough guy. Sometimes he would tell the kids to fuck off, right? We know what that means. When we say fuck off, it means get out. But the Americans, you you know Americans, right? You ever met one? Um, yeah, I have. You know how they don't understand colloquialisms like "fuck off." I had to translate to them, and you know we, you know, they don't understand Aussie slang, like like you know cunt. I had to say to them when I when when Hoag say say "fuck off, kids," the kids would just look really confused. They knew he was angry. I just have to say to them, "What he's saying there, kids, is he wants you to leave." Yeah, so that was my job. But enough about me. What's wrong with you? So you you just watch Flipper? Yeah. So what are you calling for? Uh, well, the, the end of the movie, your number was there, 1-800-FLIPPER? Yeah. yeah. How do we help save the dolphins? Well, what we do usually is two things on this service. 
Uh, one of them is we accept calls of people who have dolphin-related problems, such as if you've got a dolphin suffering from a poison, poison water situation, um, you give us your name, number, address, the area, and we send uh, a medical team over. And the second, uh, you want to guess what the second thing we do here is? Like, you know, first is we 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 send out a team, get info, and send out a team of people to help with dolphin-related crises. You want to guess what the second thing we do is? Is it homoerotic bestiality? No, 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 so no. So this, this no. isn't a dolphin sex line. No, it's not a dolphin sex line. Oh. You call, you got to call one hundred blowholes for that. Uh, this is the second one. Very important. We take fan questions for the film Flipper. Oh, cool. Yeah, like you want to know a fun trivia fact about Flipper? Hit me. You want to get hit? <laughs> <laughs> fun fact about Flipper. Um. You said hit ya. Very <laughs> ironic about that. After this movie, Elijah Wood was never the same, you see. If you notice in some of the shots, he's got a bit of a uh, kind of blushed cheeks look about him. It's because uh, Hogan, you know, Paul Hogan, he would actually, you know, if, if I wasn't there on set, he would say to Elijah, he would say, fuck off, you little cunt, and Elijah wouldn't understand what he was saying. He would communicate with him in the one way that everyone can communicate without human language, which is he just punched him in the face. He just he just hit Elijah in the face. Now Hoax isn't allowed to be near kids. So, fun fact. So, when he punched Dirk in the face... Well, he was a grown adult. Oh, I see, yes, of course. You see, I know it's very hard. Fun fact, Jonathan Banks... Was a full-grown man. <laughs> he, he, he was not, a full-grown man. He's not a child man. in this movie. No, fun fact, Jonathan Banks, who played Dirk, was not actually two kids standing on each other's shoulders. No, full-grown man. Full-grown man. Full-grown man. Fully-grown man. How big's his dick? Well, his dick's about the same size as a hammerhead's shark's hammerhead, if you measure it, it from the, the eyeballs... Shape? From the eyeballs to the eyeballs. No, not the same at all. Not the same at all. Just as nasty, has as many teeth, but not the same. Not the same. Thanks for calling 1-800-FLIPPER. Oh, wait, just one more question before you go. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, when we called you, there were three of us, but only two of us were talking. What the hell happened? Oh, God! Hang up, quick. <laughs> okay, so, wow. Can't believe we got through to 1-800-FLIPPER. Okay. Yeah, can't believe you slept through it, Ryan. I know, I was a bit tired. <laughs> That's All right. not so guys, out. we got to the end. Let's do our reviews and our general rating. I'll actually go first for this one. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Have you ever gone first? Yep. Flipper. An emotional film. Many layers to it. It deals with a lot of issues. We mentioned a few of them on the show. But there are things that we did not mention things that could keep us here for another two hours or so. So I won't necessarily bring them up. But what I want to say is, this is a thinking man's film. The cinematography really highlights the thought process. As I said earlier, scenes just happened from point A to point B to point C, that's a scene. Then point A to point B to point C, that's a scene. On and on and on it goes. This movie just happens. That's the best way to describe it. I often ask on this show, how did this get made? Or who wrote this? Or why did they think that? Or why this, this, and that? This movie, we didn't ask those questions as much because this film is one of those rare experiences. It's very much like life. It just is. It just happens. Things just emerge. Events just unfold. Things just happen. And that's the best way to describe Flipper. If anyone asks you, hey Ryan, 
if your name's Ryan, if anyone asks you, hey, what is Flipper like? You just say, it's a movie that just happens, man. And they go, thanks, I'm gonna happen to check that one out. And you just high-five each other, and you go on your merry way, and you think about the events of Flipper. Think about what I said early, early on, which is the, this movie has so many things going on in the 95-minute runtime that films like Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, The Hunger Games, all those movies, Harry Potter, all those movies that take like 9 million hours to tell a simple story, this movie manages to tell very, very complex stories in a fraction of the time of those movies. This means that movie, Flipper, is an unappreciated masterpiece beyond any degree that we have dealt with on this show. There's been a few on the show that have gone this complex in layers of intricacies of storytelling. And perhaps the rival to this is Big Fat Liar, the one that came with Flipper in a double pack. Because Big Fat Liar and Flipper share the very same thing. They are in a short time, but they manage to tell several complex stories with fully rounded and really engaging characters. I give this movie... <sighs> we said a lot of things during yeah. this. And I'm thinking what would be the perfect rating... I give this movie, that's enough, that's not enough evidence out of a full amount of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no Marvin. And there was no Marvin. <laughs> Will, do you want to go next or should I? Um, you I, go, I, I quite enjoyed this film. I feel Ryan talked about the complexities, but I think I enjoyed it on a much shallower level and just found ankle very deep. relaxing. But that's the great thing about this film is you can you can be like Ryan and you can just be blown away by the intellectualism or you can just be like me and just enjoy the relaxingness of it. I declare it the best Echo the Dolphin movie ever made. <laughs> I give it Jawsome out of ten. Jawsome. Yeah. So to answer my question, you want to go first, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. I actually have both Echo the Dolphin games, but I haven't played them. All right, Vartek. All right. They're Last... Good. And definitely not least, Bartek with his review of Flipper 1996. I'm gonna review it! <clears throat> <laughs> 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 it's the best one. <laughs> Out of the hour and a half or more that we've been recording, that was the best version of it. It's so realistic. Oh, uh, we have to listen to it after this. <laughs> Go on. So I, I agree with both of you. This movie was very relaxing. I prefer to use the word charming. And it was very multi-layered, as you said. Very deep. A lot of things that you can dig into and find things that you hadn't thought of. Like, even during this episode when we were talking about, you know, Dirk's backstory, Paul Hogan's backstory, uh, Elijah Wood's, Sandy's, Sandy's uh, family relationships. Mm. I almost said Sandringham. Sandy um, as in the sand on a beach. The sand on a beach. Oh, meaningful name. And Porter. He's at a, he's a port. Um, and Oik. Yeah. <laughs> Oik. Oik. Go on, bud. This movie, like, talk about something that's, like, kind of flown at the bottom of the radar in my head. From episode one, we talked about Big Fat Liar, and we, we made a joke like, oh, it comes with Flipper, too. And I was like, oh, Flipper, I'd never heard of it. 
got that Paul Hogan guy in it. It's got Elijah Wood. Okay. Didn't really give it much thought. In fact, I kind of forgot what it what the second movie on that box was. Because I think... I especially forgot because when you bought Zathura, it was also in a double pack. Yes, with Zoom. Zoom, yeah. So I, I kind of got those two mixed up, Zoom and Flipper. Um, but I really liked this movie. It, it had a... It, it also played with... Um, expectations a lot. I mentioned that earlier. Mm. Especially with the whole thing between Sandy and Kim. You know, once again, almost exactly like the tuxedo, two characters who, you know, you look at... You just look at a still from this movie. You see him and her, and you think, oh, guy and a girl, probably main characters, they're gonna get together. No, not really. In fact, at the end, they they just gave, like, a normal kind of goodbye, didn't they? Yeah, but there was a hint of possibility. There was a hint of possibility, because... Well, and to be fair, Elijah Wood showed more affection to Paul Hogan when he said, can I come back next year or something? The real love for Elijah Wood was for Flipper. Flipper, I was about to get to that. (laughs) Definitely with the whole butt slapping, sorry, bum slapping in Australia, um, and the shirtless thing and all the parts where he looked like he was going to kiss him or hump him and all that kind of (laughs) stuff. And it was... It was charming. Did I not say that? Charming. Charming. This movie is charming. The villain is... You know, we said he was dumb kind of looking, but not only dumb and deep, both with capital O's. <laughs> I agree. The marine pedo bestiality was very charming. What's your rating? Rating. Okay, so I'm going to explain my rating here. This movie, you'd say it was magical, right? Like Magic Mike, yeah. Definitely magical. That being said, I'm going to give this movie a D. Capital D. Which means, <laughs> which means I give it an O, and as we know, magical Hogwarts. What's the best mark you can get in a Hogwarts class? An O for outstanding. Whoa, oh. multi-layered. Now, guys, these fucking reviews. Oh, Ryan boy. has been building this up for so many hours <laughs> okay, now. Guys, don't look at what I'm reading. Okay, okay. these guys are on the panel. You might glance over and be like, okay, but don't. Okay. Okay. This is from 2004. Okay, so eight years? Eight years after the original film came out. Uh, yes. It's a lot like Casablanca, really. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, fuck it. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay, okay. Humphrey Bogart. They wrote this review instead of a review, per se. They wrote... A script. <laughs> okay. So, I'll be reading this, and I'll say the character title, and then the, and then I'll try and act out the scene for you. Sure. Dolphin. Cute. Elijah Wood. Very, very cute. Especially when wet and partially naked. Paul Hogan. Strangely attractive. Must have been the leather bondage scarf he wore through the whole movie. Plot. Very silly. Cute blonde, romance subplot, highly unconvincing. Clearly no girl can go between a boy and his dolphin. And Elijah doesn't even make a vague attempt at kissing her, instead choosing to spend all of his time fondling Flipper. Ending, strangely similar to Casablanca, as Elijah Wood says farewell to the fin love of his life. Here begins the script. <clears throat> this is Elijah, but they just wrote, Elijah. Like, they just said, fuck the E and the H. Just Elijah. Okay? Elijah. 
Last night we said we we said a great many things. You said I was to do the thinking for both of us. Well, I've done a lot of it since then, and it all adds up to one thing. You're going out into the sea with your family where you belong. Flipper. <laughs> this is why you were practicing. Yeah. Flipper. Elijah, now you've got to listen to me. Do you have any idea what you would have to look forward to if you stayed here? Here, nine chances out of ten would both wind up in SeaWorld. Isn't that true, Paul Hogan? Paul, I'm afraid the kid is right. Flipper. Elijah, I'm saying it because it's true. Inside of us, we both know you belong with your family. You're part of their life, the thing that keeps them going. If that pod leaves here and you're not with them, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. Flipper. <laughs> Elijah, we'll always have that time under the pier. We didn't have... We, we didn't have... We lost it until you found the poison barrels. We got it back last night. Flipper. Elijah, and you never will, but I've got a job to do, too, and where I'm going, you can't follow. What I've got to do, you can't be a part, any part of. Flipper, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see the problems of one little boy and his dolphin don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. He is looking at you, kid. End scene. And this is what they wrote after. I'm so moved, I may weep. In, <laughs> in summary, approximately 5,000 times better than Queen of the Damned. Not quite as good as Lord of the Rings. That's the end of their review. Wow. How did you feel, guys? I thought that one was really weird and out there. I love how they did what I would do, which is just make a scene of saying, it's like Casablanca, and then pretty much make their version of Casablanca if Rick was a small child and Elsa was a dolphin. I love how it's just like, what do you think of this, Paul? He's right. <laughs> <laughs> I did that more on we broke out than any other time. I okay. love how his rating system is... Queen of the Damned to Lord <laughs> of the Rings. <laughs> it's probably Queen of the Damned, but it's not good. Okay, the next one's a bit of a long one. Oh, it's from 2003, but this one I felt like had to be in there because it included... Uh, it's something that we would say, and this person did a lot of effort, and I feel like we have to give this person 10 out of 10, as they did for Flipper. This is wonderful family film with good values. Hmm. Universal Studios' version of Flipper, 1996, is a great heartwarming film for the entire family with good values and sentimentality. It is the story of Sandy Ricks, a teenager from Chicago who reluctantly spends his vacation with his uncle Porter Ricks in the Bahamas. This ultimately changes the teenager's life and he grows up in the process. He learns to appreciate nature and to have respect for the environment. I grew up on in, in the 1960s and the NBC television show Flipper was my favorite childhood show. Elijah Wood is perfectly cast as the 1990s Sandy Ricks and gives an excellent performance. 
As much as I like the NBC television show and MGM theatrical feature films with Luke Halpin as Sandy in the 1960s, I like this feature the best. I, uh, yeah, I feel Elijah Wood is the best Sandy Ricks. With respect to Luke Halpin, I feel Elijah Wood has more of a range of acting talent and emotes more as an actor, which makes his performance excellent and more believable. I think Shapiro also wrote the screenplay, also wrote the screenplay, and he's also and he also directed it and has done an excellent job as both writer and director of this film. Paul Hogan gives a comical and likable performance as Sandy's uncle Porter Ricks. Mr. Hogan's performance perfectly offsets Elijah's role as Sandy. I'm a big fan of underwater films. This film was beautifully shot in the Bahamas, like Thunderball, 1965. Like Thunderball, 1965 was. The director of photography was Bill Butler, ASC, who lends the film Chores in 1975. Mr. Butler is a very talented cinematographer. The underwater director of photography was Pete Romano. He did a superb job with the underwater cinematography. I enjoyed the film score by Joel McNeely. This good film score featured Crosby, Stills and Nash, among other talented artists. This motion picture was shot in Panavision, like Thunderball. <laughs> they just keep going back to Thunderball. In the aspect ratio of 2351, if possible, try try to see this film in scope vision as originally framed and visioned by Al Shapiro and Bill Butler. Another very nice thing is that Mr. Shapiro gave the original Sandy Ricks a small part in this remake. He portrayed Bounty Hunter, Bounty Fisherman number three in this film. This was a very kind gesture of Mr. Shapiro on Mr. Shapiro's part. As you can tell, I'm a true, real fan of this film. I think that can be agreed upon, can't you guys? Mm -hmm. We are nothing in comparison to this guy. Sadly, this beautiful film was met with harsh words by the majority of movie critics. I originally saw this movie on my birthday, May 31st of 1996, in the movie theater. It meant a lot to me. I have it on numerous video versions. The VH versions are in pan and scan. The Laserdisc version is letterboxed. I even have a VCD of it in in from Hong Kong, which is also letterboxed. He knows his stuff. <laughs> he fucking knows his stuff. But my prized possession is an original 16mm theatrical feature print, which I will treasure for the rest of my life. Thank you, Mr. Shapiro, Elijah Wood, Paul Hogan, and everyone involved for making this a memorable movie for me to enjoy. P.S. I must add that the quality of the Universal DVD is superb. It is the best DVD as far as quality I have seen, I have ever seen. The color and resolution is spectacular. The soundtrack is great. I think Universal must have used the same transfer for DVD that they did for the Laserdisc. The 35mm scope print is mint. 
<laughs> I like how when he was pointing out that he's a true fan of the film, he added the word real in there. Like, I'm not an alien. I'm <laughs> sorry, but this person gave me an older sensibility. Like, they're way older than us, right? And they've talked about, like, they're really old. They talked about laser discs. And they talked about they're from, they saw the original show, but then they used the phrase mint. Like, I don't know. It's such a young person's phrase. And scope print is mint. And Alan's film really has a wonderful look to it. A great laser disc quality. It's just spectacular. Thank you, Universal Home Video, for the quali- great quality control and transfer. Many thanks for doing a superb job on this wonderful family film. Also, many thanks to you, Alan, for your extreme kindness to me. It's a real honor to know you. He knows Alan Shapiro. <laughs> I didn't expect that plot Yeah, twist. don't you talk to directors in your IMDb? I actually messaged um, the actor who played Eddie in I'll Be Home for Christmas about possibly doing an interview for the show. And I messaged him really kindly, professionally also, and he just never got back to me. I'm like, no, Eddie, no. You didn't leave an he IMDb gets it review. all the time. I'll give him an IMDb review. Okay, so this one's a shorter one. Excuse me. I thought it was good. No star rating. Well, it's just finished on Channel 4 about an hour ago. It was cool. Better than Free Willy, I have to say. Um, what to say? Kids, and this is how they spell wood. Kids, W-U-D. Kids <laughs> <So, laughs> what? Kids would defo like this film. <laughs> the only fault is that it didn't show the RHCP's concert. What? Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. They didn't show Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. Was looking know. forward to seeing it that I was looking forward to seeing it that when it was mentioned, however, and then they put like a smiley face with a tongue out, like the tongue face twice in a row. However, <laughs> They got both their tongues out. Don't rent it. Wait for it to come on the television. Pretty good acting. And then TTTFN XXX. That's how they signed it off. Like, just XX. TTFN. Tata for now? Tata for now. Kisses. Kisses. Tata for now. (laughs) This next one. Heartwarming. Heart, fun and heartwarming fair with everyone's favorite dolphin. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven star review. It's written in 2006, so 10 years after the original and 10 years before now. Wow. wow, this was in the center point of it coming out and us doing it. Right between Queen of the Damned and <laughs> okay. right in the center. I in was, the middle of the ejaculation. I was rather appalled to see the low rating this movie received here. Personally, considering it fun family fair, it revolves around a young teenager, Sandy Ricks, who is sent by his mum to Coral Key to spend the summer with his uncle Porter. While there, while there, he befriends a dolphin named Flipper. Lots of adventures ensue amid the predictable nephew-slash-uncle bonding as well as little romance for Sandy with a local girl. I'm a great Crocodile Dundee fan myself, so absolutely loved Paul Hogan in his role as crusty and comical Uncle Porter. I'm going to stop right there. Was he crusty in this movie? Like, uh, you know what I mean by that? I didn't get much of a crust impression. I thought he was a lovely guy. I thought, like, crusty gives you that feel like, you know, a bit of a a hard-ass, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a bastard. I thought he was pretty laid back. 
also, it was great. They went on a lot of adventures. Yeah. yeah um, I like the part where they went to his treasure hunt. Yeah. So, for starters, he keeps an endless stock of SpaghettiOs in his house to serve as his usual meal, heated with a blowtorch. Elijah that Wood. That was an adventure. Elijah Wood. Very crusty. Excuse me. Elijah Wood. Frodo from Lord of the Rings appeared quite competent playing the young Sandy, a boy at first none too fond of his forced summer vacation locale. Of course, the dolphin is magnificent, and there are some wonderful underwater scenes set in the Florida Keys. It was apparently filmed in the Bahamas. This adaptation of Flipper makes great family entertainment, a sweet, sentimental, and fun movie that is in infinitely superior to many of the cinematic offerings for youngsters nowadays. And then there's this last one. 2003. Better f- and there's no there's no star rating. Better than Free Willy. I despised Free Willy. I thought it was fruity and stupid, but I likes the movie. <laughs> I was like, but I likes this movie. But Sure, it's got a bit of a flimsy storyline, but it's your typical 90s kiddie film. But I still enjoyed it, oddly enough. I really didn't think I would, but I did. That's probably just because Elijah Wood was in it. He was funny. He was funny. I love this. He was funny and before Lord of. And then they make a new paragraph. (laughs) Was the didn't didn't no, in no. caps? No. Uh, yeah, didn't was in all caps. Okay, so he was funny before Lord of the Rings. People characterized Elijah Wood as he was the guy in Flipper. Sure, I wouldn't see it more than once or twice, but it's pretty fun to sort of make fun of with some of your close friends. Who would do I that? Give the, I don't know. I give this movie a six outer. They even wrote outer, like... O-U-double-T-A out of 10. Better than the average movie out there, but not amazing or anything. Hey, at least it's not... And then they don't say anything, but I imagine (laughs) it's not Free Willy. (laughs) So that was that roller coaster ride of the film. Does anyone happen to have that comment we found? The one on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You didn't bring it? We um, don't. Do you have access, access to Facebook? To it. It's in the chat. So we also found uh, uh, another. Com- How did you guys find this other comment? That it was, was on the website when, we yeah, watched. When Brad. Will when Will talked about how he needed a uh, to watch a better looking version of the movie, I sent him the Putlocker link, and Putlocker has comments on all the movies, and they're all written in like every word has is capitalized, and it's really weird. It, it's it's like. You know how some things have fake ads that, like, agree, like, you know, kiss up to the thing? Yeah. Like, oh, wow, this is great. Oh, wow. The Putlocker ones, it's like they're kissing up to the movie, but, like, for no purpose. Yeah. So, like, this comment talks about this movie as if it's, like, a masterpiece, but it gives, like, information about the commenter's life and, like, other movies that it's like. So, it's, it's like, what is, what is... If this is a fake comment... What is the purpose of it? And if it's real, 
What's why why do they capitalize every word at the beginning and what's what, what does it mean? Yeah. So, while I'm trying to get this up, is there anything else you want to just mention well, before? I tried to get the DVD for this film at JB, as I often <laughs> do for films to watch on this. Yeah. And her exact words were, they deleted it in 2011. They deleted it? Her exact like, words. Like, oh, I better get rid of this bad boy. <laughs> like, so, not only was it too good for JB Hi-Fi, they erased it from cinemas. So, Bartek, would you like to give this one a little read? Because I usually read the reviews. Yeah, and I've always wondered, do you it, ever yeah. get heartbroken that you never get to read these ones? Well, well these... I read them in the three that you weren't here. Yeah, but like, and it was regularly. Fun. And it was fun, but no, no okay. I'm fine with it. Give this one a read. Right. I saw this film back in 2008 before New Dolphin movies with two other bottlenosed dolphins named Winter and Hope in Dolphin Tale 2011 and Dolphin Tale 2 2014. This dolphin film flipper came out in the summer of 1996 before I was born on the 8th of July. (laughs) Why are they telling us that? (laughs) And there's another comment. I love bottlenosed dolphins, especially flipper. And there's a full stop. Dolphins are super smart, intelligent, playful and friendly sea marine animals. Back in... Quotes, oh nine. I saw bottlenose dolphins at SeaWorld, Orlando's Dolphin Cove, and all of them look just like Flipper. Yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Ten stars. Well, they were just comments, but yeah. So, that's that, guys. I'm glad, Will, that we had you on for the flip flip flippering flippering of Flipper. Bartek, as usual, it is always great to have your presence with me again. I'm glad that you and I were on the same page for a lot of this movie before talking, to- before we were talking about it. And in this particular commentary, commentary, you and I were stuck on the same points. But that's why we need people like you, Will. We need people like you to come in because Bartek and I can get in rhythm with each other too much. But then Bartek will throw me for a loop and be like, maybe he's an uncle that isn't related but married into. And I'll be like, whoa, why am I? an idiot so you guys have been fantastic great wonderful listening people you two have been fantastic great wonderful hosts as well Bartek of course you're a main host and will you feel like a part of the spin polish family I don't know what part you are you're the ant (laughs) (laughs) yes this has been us talking about Flipper. If you guys want to get in contact with us, we have a Facebook page called Spit and Polish Presents. You can like that, share that with all your friends and family and whoever you feel comfortable with or not comfortable with. Screw those guys. And you can talk to us on there. You can message us or you can put a comment on the page if you want to request a movie or or maybe you want to pull us up on something that we didn't mention before or maybe tell us about something we missed, you know? Something that you want to talk to us about, we're there to talk to. But we also have the iTunes page and, of course, Podbean where you can follow us there as well. So... You guys have been great, fantastic, amazing listening people. And until next next time, be kind to each other. Give us five star reviews. Yeah. I wish I was a shark. <laughs>